gang members at the border. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST News. Border agents from the Ajo station say they've arrested three Honduran nationals in the country illegally a few days ago. While processing the trio to be deported, they noticed that one of the men had been arrested and deported in the past. The 30-year-old has MS-13 gang tattoos, and officials say he's a known gang member with a criminal history in Texas, Georgia, and North Carolina. Meanwhile, border agents at the Wilcox station say they have several people in custody, including an American. Officials say they arrested six people over the weekend while they were trying to get into the country illegally. The American happened to be a mother traveling with her infant and a Mexican national in her passenger seat. The other illegal immigrants led agents on a chase into the desert and tried disappearing into the night, but agents rounded them up and now everyone is facing charges. Arizona's public schools can count on two-thirds of a billion dollars every year for more than 20 years. Governor Doug Ducey yesterday signed a bill extending a six-tenths of a cent sales tax through the year 2041. The $667 million it raises annually will pay for teacher salaries, classroom expenses, dropout prevention, building maintenance, universities, and community colleges. Ducey is also suspending Uber's permission to test self-driving vehicles here in Arizona. A self-driving Uber SUV killed a Mesa woman as she crossed Mill Avenue in Tempe on March 18th. In a letter to Uber, Ducey said the accident shows that Uber failed to meet Arizona's expectations on improving public safety. And the Tombstone Unified School District is taking a stance on guns in the classroom. They've posted a sign that reads, Warning, some TUSD staff may be armed and will use whatever force necessary to protect students. District officials have not made any public comment about the signs, but say they've got the right to protect the kids. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. It was only 10 months ago that Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg ditched his standard gray t-shirt, jeans, and sneakers for a suit and tie, and headed off on a road trip across America. With his wife and baby in tow, he visited small towns, family farms, black churches, and struggling factories. Zuckerberg was clearly laying a foundation to run for president of the United States, and yet, as he desperately worked to gain America's trust, his own company was busy selling you out. Kim Commander with your Tuesday Consumer Tech Update. We all know for a fact that Zuckerberg had his eyes on the White House because his hired political consultant told him very loudly to deny it at every opportunity. And now in less than a year, the king has no clothes. Facebook is under multiple government investigations. Customers are leaving. Shareholders are suing. The stock is falling. To be realistic, the chances of Zuckerberg winning the White House were slim to none, which today equals the chances of Facebook or Zuckerberg ever regaining America's trust. I'm Kim Commando. Ask any dentist and they will tell you, most of us brush our teeth too hard, unevenly, and not nearly long enough. And that leads to serious health problems. So I decided to do something about it. I'm Simon Enover, and I invented Quip, the modern electric toothbrush to help you have fresh breath, pristine teeth, and excellent oral hygiene. As a product designer, I care about how your toothbrush looks, feels, and the quality of every bristle. Quip has a lightweight and sleek design, with simple timed vibrations and guiding pulses for a perfect two-minute clean. And unlike other high-end electric toothbrushes, Quip starts at just $25. BuzzFeed calls us the iPhone of toothbrushes, and Time Magazine named us one of the best inventions of the year. Start brushing better with Quip. Go to getquip.com Kim and get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com Kim. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Kim. 
Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to It's Tuesday. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. How you doing? I need a massage. Well, don't ask me. What are you doing later? Don't ask me. (laughs) Three things that I think you need to know. Number one. Hey, little Marco. Little. Oh, my God. Bring your little hands over here. (laughs) You're so sick. I know. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, this is not getting a lot of pub because the media doesn't want to talk about these things. They're going to stick with Stormy Daniels. Can it be a good-looking porn star at least? I mean, maybe back in 06, if Trump did his thing 12 years ago, is a bit different. I'm not going against aging chicks, but, you know, just come on. Anyway, uh, apparently we're on the verge of an unbelievable uh, trade deal with South Korea. Uh, We also had, because of the omnibus, as bad as it was... Now we're having a half-billion-dollar investment from an Indian company into two U.S. steel operations. More trade-winning is happening, and people aren't really hearing about it. So I'll get to that because I think it's actually very interesting. Second thing that I think you need to know, Doug Ducey suspends the testing of self-driving Uber cars. Why did it take so long? After that chick was hit. Now, granted, anybody would have hit that lady. She, I saw the video. Did you see the video? Just walking across the street there in Tempe, at, like just jumped out in the middle of nowhere, jaywalking. But at the same time, aren't isn't that, the, the whole reason that the self-driving auto is thought of so highly is that it can do things humans can't and sense things and everything. And it didn't even slow down. <laughs> Kept on going. Crazy. Crazy. Why are you looking at me that way? Well, it just doesn't leave its blinker on. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> or, Stop it. Or you can put your lipstick on while you're Stop driving. Stop it. About Third thing <laughs> I think you need to know is that day, and, and we'll see what this does, but a Republican senator, James Inhofe, introducing a bill that apparently makes sure that illegal aliens, once they caught and if they're released, don't just disappear into America. You know what? Is it 4% of the illegal aliens that are given a... Uh, summons to show up at a court hearing for you know their deportation or status whatever only four percent show up so now uh senator james inhofe said detention facilities release thousands of illegals and they have court dates and they never return almost never 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 return so he has a bill i don't know how this would actually work but it's trying to prevent illegals from doing this um he said uh well the bill would pro- call for processing asylum seekers in Mexico before they cross the border. It would ensure applicants appear for their hearings before they enter the U.S. A second bill he's going to introduce would place limits on where illegal aliens can go if they're released from a detention center. How, how do you control that? It's a nice idea, but how do you control that? You know what would stop all this? A freaking wall. But that's just me. Three things that I think you need to know. 
Uh, and speaking of the wall, uh, yeah, I just thought this was very interesting. Um, a couple of things. There's a, there's a new there's new information coming out now that if there is amnesty for illegal aliens, and Trump should take, he, he should look at this. I don't know if he cares or doesn't care because he's trying to get a deal or what. But apparently if we give amnesty to illegal aliens, uh, research, and this is from Princeton Policy Advisor President Stephen Coptis. His latest research says giving amnesty to illegal aliens would be a very steep price, about $2 trillion. Because he said at some point sooner or later, these uh, illegal aliens will become eligible for government programs. Okay. He predicts that by 2025 into the, and then into the 2030s, more illegal aliens will become eligible for things like Social Security and Medicare. And those, they're already broke with actual illegal residents and citizens that, can, that are entitled to it. Um, and when it comes to Social Security, he said illegal aliens that get amnesty could get at least 6000 bucks a year in benefits. And he said they represent the lower end of what politicians, uh, well, you know, they like to deliver, likely to deliver. So, yeah, again, they're not sitting over the best and brightest is what he's saying. He said it's going to be expensive, very, very, very expensive. And then I thought this was interesting. He said about one in five DACA illegal aliens. You know, the ones Jeff Flake said, these are the best of the people in the country. They represent the best. Um, he said about one in five, about 20% would end up on food stamps. So why the hell are we giving them amnesty again? At least one in seven would go on Medicaid. That's from the Congressional Budget Office. Huh. So, it's not a good thing. And then you look at, you look at uh, Tucson Mayor Jonathan Rothschild. Useless. And I just base that on results. Not personal, just the results. Tucson is basically a sanctuary city. When they become, and the thing is, like, stop being a wuss. You know, don't, we're welcoming Pima County, Tucson. Don't say welcoming. Just go full tilt. Just say what you are. Don't, don't be a wuss, okay? Um, now, this, this is incredible. Let's go to California. There's an actual California mayor that make, would you ever think a mayor in California would make more sense than a mayor in Arizona? No. It happened. Dave Harrington. Mayor of Los Alamitos, California. Alamitos, yes. Alamitos. Guacamole. Anyway, Los Alamitos. For a guy from Long Island, it's, it's the guacamole, Oregon. That's how they say it. No, Oregon, Oregon. Anyway. Uh, so Dave Harrington, the mayor of Los Alamitos. And he's one of a, a bunch of cities now, all of a sudden, standing up to the state of California saying, forget you guys, this whole sanctuary city status is dumb, and it makes us less safe, which is common sense. Right. Our police chief disagrees, of course. No, no, no. We need this. This is fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, this is great. You know, we need to if we if we crack down illegal aliens, we're not going to have a good relationship with the immigrant community, not going to call in crimes. And blah, blah. Well, you know what? And I love this, by the way. Magnus, people are calling in crimes and your peeps are so understaffed, they're not even showing up. We'll have more on that at 710 this morning. I'll explain in a second. But. How about this? Can we play the soundbite uh, of Dave Harrington, number 74? Uh, he was on Fox. I thought this was very, very, very interesting. 74. Um, again, he explains why the sanctuary city status is not good at all. Here we go. 
So for me, the reason I'm doing it is to to protect my residents. I take it personal, the, the safety of my residents. So I think this law just makes us less safe. It's about letting criminals out of jail, mm-hmm. period. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And, there, and what the, this state is doing is simply, uh, it's unconstitutional and it's making us less safe. Mm-hmm. Less safe. And this like spread all kinds of things to me. Uh, all kinds of thoughts in my head. What is true? Oh, it's true. So, you have people that want to say you can't crack down, you, you know, the, the local police or whatever, they shouldn't do anything, they shouldn't work with the feds because it's going to scare the immigrant community, like to say. the I don't, If someone's here legally, why, what would they fear about calling the police? It's just the dumbest thing of all time. You're here illegally, I get it, because you know why? You're breaking the law. It's like if you, if you are a, uh, a drug dealer, somebody breaks into your home and steals drugs, you're going to call the cops? Somebody breaks in your home, does something, you're going to call the cops? No, you're not going to call the cops. Should we make it okay to where cops can come in and ignore the fact you're a drug dealer? No. But you have Chief Magnus, and he does not want, and he doesn't want to help in any way the feds, ICE, you name it, Border Patrol. He, uh, he, we can't, we're not going to act like immigration uh, 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 agents or whatever else. Not going to do it. We don't, we want to make sure we have a great relationship. Otherwise, they don't report crimes. Victims, victims don't report crimes. They don't get the help they need and deserve. Think about that. This is what occurred to me. Because it is so bad now in Tucson that you have actual citizens that do call TPD to com- to say, hey, I've been robbed. This was stolen. And the police take hours and sometimes never even show up. So the whole idea that Magnus says we can't crack down on illegal immigration, we don't want to, we don't believe in SB 1070, we're not going to help enforce anything, blah, 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 because we want to keep our relationships open so when victims call us, we can help them. You're not helping anybody. He has decimated the Tucson Police Department. The staffing levels, we talked about this, they're in the 1980s. The night, it hasn't been this low since the 1980s. And they, may, they all know about this. And we'll talk more about this because at 710, did you hear about Tucson Baptist Church? They got robbed. It's pretty bad. Uh, Tucson Baptist Church was robbed. <clears throat> and um, the pastor made some very interesting Twitter ads. Let's just put it that way. He he had some some very interesting things about to say about uh, the police on Twitter. Uh, and we'll talk to the pastor. His name is uh, uh, Brent Thompson, which is strange to me because he used to be an Islanders defenseman, like going back ten years, named Brent Thompson as well. So that's what it's. it's I'm like, is that right? Is it really Brent Thompson? I mean, because there's another Brent. Yes, different Brent Thompson. I don't believe he played for the New York Islanders, but uh, yes. Uh, the Tucson Baptist Church, the pastor Brent Thompson, burglarized. Burglarized. Apparently, someone threw a rock through the window, got the door, opened it up, stole a bunch of stuff, thousands of dollars in damage, TVs yanked from walls, sound system gone, computers stolen, all there, right? Gone. They called the police to report this. You have no idea how long they waited for police to show up. So we're going to talk uh, to Brent about this story 
and how long it took for police to show up. Uh, it's 7.10 this morning. I hope Chief Magnus and the rest of his peeps are listening, because apparently, again, we, um, we caused some waves after those brothers who had their mother's home burglarized, and they called TPD, and they waited like five hours one day or seven hours, and the next day they waited even more. They had to yank some poor uh, officer off of parking ticket duty and have her go to the home. And then when they remember when they called the police the next day, a neighbor said, hey, somebody's back in your home. And they, they drove there, and they saw people walking down the street with their electronics and their stuff, and they called TPD, and TPD and Monty. You can't assume that just because you see people walking down the middle of the road with electronics that it's yours. Like, but it is. I recognize it. It's, no, no. And they never showed up again for hours and hours. So um, I think we're throwing a whole monkey wrench in this whole situation. It just really occurred to me yesterday, I want to bring that point up, that we, Magnus and the council, they all claim we, we, can't, uh, we can't do anything that's uh, really SB 1070 worthy uh, because we need to have a relationship. We need to make sure that people feel comfortable calling us. Well, nobody feels comfortable calling anymore because you don't, you, nobody comes to actually do anything. So we'll get that at 710. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I have a funny story for you. There was a rapper at the March for Our Lives. Uh, big brouhaha, whatever the hell it was. There was a rapper there. And apparently, yes, he wants to make sure you want to crack down on gun crime and gun violence and everything else. But this guy has a record. Yes. What was he arrested for? Oh, I'll tell you about that. And about 640, we got to get we got to get to these uh, what's going on in South Korea. It's what it's what Trump talked about. Now, South Korea is part of the TPP. Remember that the Trans-Pacific Partnership? And it was like 20 something countries. Just do it. And Trump backed out of it and people freaked out. Well, now it looks like we got a better trade deal going on with South Korea. Of course, not getting any damn credit. Why should we? Now, listen, I'm, you're still mad. I'm still mad about what Trump did with the omnibus bill. I get it. And, and to this day, nobody really knows what's going on. There are people that think that that omnibus bill, since it's not a budget, it gives the president a blank check to do whatever he wants with the $716 billion that the, uh, the Department of Defense received. I've heard people say that. Well, then he can take $25 billion of that, build the wall, and the military do it. I, can he, though? I declare it an emergency. I've heard that. I haven't seen it confirmed. There's all these, I don't know if anybody knows what he can actually do. You know? Yeah, well, he can do that. So anyway, we'll get to this. Wait till you hear about this deal and what India did, because there is winning going on. Because then everybody is just totally out. And I was out on Trump too. Like, how could you do this? I get, I get it. He ran on illegal immigration and then he caved because he wanted to make sure the military spending. And that's what doesn't make sense. But he, I don't know. We'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. Uh, it is your morning ritual. We'll get to that at 640. Coming up uh, in just a few minutes, uh, a big rapper. Never heard of him, though. At this rally, March for Our Lives, the anti-gun rally, had been arrested. You have to hear why he was arrested. That is coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Yes. So I've told you about Connecticut. And maybe you're like, you know, that sounds great. Connecticut, the clean water. It's great. It's great tasting water. My laundry comes out cleaner. It's going to keep my water heater alive for longer. My pipes will stay uh, longer. My other appliances, uh, the washing machine, the dishwasher, everything's going to be good. But you know what? You know what? I, um, I'm going to go with this alternative water treatment system. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you realized that alternative treatment system doesn't work like it was supposed to work. You got duped, right? It doesn't get rid of the hard water deposits on your fixtures, your shower glass, your dishes. You see the spots. You see the deposits. It's gross. So you found out the hard way that the claims were 
false. It doesn't work. Don't worry. Kinetico right now is offering you up to a $600 trading allowance for a unit that does work. Kinetico Waters Whole House Hybrid System. I'm telling you, it's right there. Kinetico will get you a free in-home consultation. They test your water. It is remarkable what they do. I mean, it was eye-opening for my wife and me. Yeah, they find out the kind of problems that you're seeing. Uh, they ask you what you want to accomplish, what you're looking for, what kind of water, what's the main reasons you want it. And they give you a recommendation. This is what Kinetico does. They give you a recommendation that clearly explains what the equipment can and cannot do so you know everything. You know, Kinetico understands uh, your time is valuable. They won't waste it. They give you clear explanations. And on top of that, it's totally different than what the other guys do in the alternative water treatment world. The other guys, they're confusing, right? Because they, it doesn't really work. So why go with the confusing doublespeak when you go with the clear explanation and find out what you want? They'll fit you with a Kinetico system that matches your family perfectly. That's what the way Kinetico does business. There's a reason they've been around since 1970, because there's true science behind their patented technology. Nobody does what they do. They have an A-plus rating with the BBB, a great record with the ROC, certified partners with Rosie on the house, and Rosie and his son Romy are great people. And on top of that, it's been in my home for a year now. My wife has never been so happy. Her showers feel good. No more hard water. It's luxurious. It's spa-like. Call for details about everything I told you. Call Connecticut 293-6687 and go to Connecticut2Sun.com. Good morning. Greenberg Financial brings you this market minute. U.S. stocks continue to rebound from last week's sell-off as they extend their gains that were made yesterday. The Dow averages were up 670 points yesterday, posting its biggest one-day percentage gain since August of 2015. In U.S. economic news, home prices are up 6.4%. The S&P 500 opened up about, it's up about three points right now. The Dow Jones Industrial Averages are up 50, and the NASDAQ Composite up 20. The 10-year Treasury bond yield unchanged at 2.83%. Oil is up 34 cents a barrel at 65.88. Gold down $13 an ounce at $1,348. In stock news, financial uh, Information company FactSet out with better than expected earnings and revenues and added $300 million to its stock buyback program. The stock is unchanged this morning. This Ruben Fernandez on KNST. And tinted windows told them, I have I have a, a handgun, but I have a concealed carry permit. Problem was, cops say the permit's from another, it's for another state. And that's where you, we, need, we need reciprocity. So anyway, this guy was there. He had a handgun and he was arrested because he didn't know the laws. And yet he's uh, at the anti-gun March for Our Lives. Because I'm sure he was there really for the marching for our lives, as opposed to hoping a whole bunch of dopey people would download his music for a buck on iTunes or something like that. That's what he was doing. But I swear, I swear. so again, it's funny they wouldn't let uh, they wouldn't let the people that want to talk about securing schools versus gun control talk. But a guy that gets arrested for a gun charge, come on up and perform, yay, dopes. All right, six thirty-five. Trump uh, looks like he nailed it with South Korea. Uh, on a trade deal. We'll get to this is stuff that's really good that's not getting any pub. We'll get to that. And at 710 this morning, the pastor for the Tucson Baptist Church and how long it took for TPD to show up after his church was burglarized. It's all coming up. Here's Fox. Badly beating border agents. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST News. An illegal immigrant is accused of using a rock to beat a border agent from the Tucson station. Officials say they were chasing a group of illegal immigrants recently, and one agent caught up to one of the men running away. 
The agent and the guy got into a fight, and when they went to the ground, the immigrant is accused of picking up a rock and smashing the agent's head while bleeding profusely. The agent managed to call for help, and the guy was eventually arrested. By the looks of the picture released by the Border Patrol, the agent only needs a couple of stitches. Senator John McCain is cheering the U.S. expulsion of some 60 Russian intelligence agents, including many who pose as diplomats. However, the Arizona Republican tweeted, the only way to really punish Russia is through hefty financial penalties. The expulsions were ordered in retaliation for the poisoning of an ex-spy and his daughter in Great Britain. Russia denies involvement in the attempted murders. Uber will no longer be able to test self-driving vehicles here in Arizona. KNST national correspondent Brian Shooks got the details. A Valley woman was killed by a self-driving Uber on March 18th in Tempe while she crossed Mill Avenue. In a letter to the company, Governor Doug Ducey said the accident shows Uber has failed to meet the state's expectations on improving public safety. Ducey has instructed the Arizona Department of Transportation to suspend Uber's ability to test and operate autonomous vehicles. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. And the Phoenix Suns are having a terrible season. They've now lost 12 straight games and have the worst record in the NBA at 19-53. and 53. The team will host the Los Angeles Clippers tomorrow. Good luck, fellas. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Normally, you'd be pretty upset if another guy was stimulating your wife. But in a strange way, you like it. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Just ask your wife. Hello, what's happening? 641, thank you for hanging out here. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow me. If you don't mind, that'd be cool so we can stay in contact. Uh, I know Facebook is a little bit weird and it sucks, but whatever. We could take advantage of that, okay? Let's take advantage of that. And by the way, I posted last night my uh, interview uh, with Allie Miller. If you missed it, it's on my Facebook page. And also the interview I did with Pima County Supervisor Steve Christie. Also on my Facebook pages of yesterday at like, I don't know, noon maybe, 11th or something like that. Uh, so you can check them out there and comment and everything because it was pretty, pretty, pretty good, if I can quote Larry David. Three things I think you need to know. And we'll get into this. Uh, first thing, the president uh, is uh, closing in on some trade deals. Uh, South Korea, the trade deal with South Korea. We pull out of the TPP so we can individually do deals with countries, and it seems to be working out pretty well. So I'll explain to you what he's doing with South Korea and what India is now doing uh, when it comes to this trade. I mean, there's a reason this is all happening. It's re- it's a really good win, and nobody is really talking about it, which is, I mean, they're talking about Stormy Daniels and Russia. Who gives a crap? It's not even, those aren't even real. Anyway, uh, second thing, and nobody cares about this stuff. Second thing that I think you need to know, Doug Ducey, our governor, suspends the testing of self-driving Uber cars because it killed a woman last week. Across the street. Now, again, I watched the video. She just kind of, in the middle of darkness, hopped out from whatever. Uh, but the, the vehicle did not slow down. We've been told the vehicle will you know, be great. It's, it'll be less accidents. All of a sudden, apparently, not yet. Not yet. Third thing that I think you need to know, uh, a Republican congressman has uh, introduced a couple of bills to try to make sure illegal aliens that are caught crossing the border aren't just released and disappear into America. That there are limits on where they can go. I don't know how you keep track of that, but that's the way it is. And a related story, um, Amnesty for Legal Aliens uh, report has it going to cost taxpayers $2 trillion. $2 trillion! Are you kidding me right now? Three things that I think you need uh, to know. Now, 
Um, all right, so we have uh, we have this this story, and the one I got it's from Reuters, and it was a good write up at the website called the Conservative Treehouse. Um, you know, Trump threatened tariffs for everybody and their mother. This is all part of the negotiations. Uh, let's just take it back a little bit. I was trying to find this soundbite. Phil Flynn. He's on, I believe, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. I think he's an oils guy, oil guy. Anyway, he's a smart guy. And the market went up, what, 669 points yesterday or something like that after dropping last week because there was a story in the Wall Street Journal about how uh, the U.S. and China are actually working out some kind of a uh, trade deal to avoid tariffs and stuff like that and blah, blah, blah. So everybody got nervous last week and a big sell-off on the market. And now all of a sudden, like, oh, everything seems to be okay. And the market people... They bought back into it. They really, holy crap, let's not jump to it. And Phil Flynn said, you know, people think Trump's crazy. They think, this is, this is let yesterday on Fox Business, happened to be watching it on uh, after the closing bell with Liz Clayman. And Phil Flynn said, people think Trump's crazy. He's got a different way to negotiate. And he throws out some pretty harsh words out there. Uh, and the market sells off like crazy. But maybe that was to bring China to the table because all of a sudden China now is is coming to the table and realizing they have to play. They have to get involved. And it's all because Trump said what he said and did what he did. And you know what? It's turning out to be big wins. I mean, the fact that people don't realize, and Trump has a problem with this, China steals our intellectual property. And then on top of that, if you want, and this is what these companies do, these companies, they get greedy, and they'd rather, um, instead of hiring Americans at real wages, they go to China and say, can we pay your people that you treat as subhumans pennies on the dollar to make our product and china says sure you want to you want to reduce your labor costs that's fine but you have to hurt you turn over your intellectual property if you want to be able to make things in our country and these companies willingly turn over this property so then china will be able to make it cheaper and better and undercut people and undercut america and ruin our economy that's their plan we have these stupid greedy companies that get on board on this and trump's saying no more no more and how do you do no more? You make it, you, you could tell China, we're not going to stand for this. And they might say, whatever. But you also make it better to do business in America. It's, it's, all, it's, a, it's a plan that way. It's somewhat complex, but it's very easy to understand. So anyway, um, for all the tariff talk, Trump is literally letting certain companies out of it as long as they negotiate good faith agreements. People freaked out. You had, you had lawmakers freaking out like they don't understand what negotiation is and what being a business person is. So Trump threatened South Korea and South Korea is an ally. We want to make sure that, you know, North Korea doesn't bomb them or anybody else. And we have their back. But he's saying enough is enough. Remember, he got South Korea to start paying for our military being in their country, which is about the end time. No, no credit for that. And there's a deal coming out known as Corus, K-O-R-U-S, Korea and U.S. Right. Apparently, it's been in negotiations for about 18 months for a long time. And it says here, when it comes, uh, it comes from Reuters and things like that, part of the agreement is, uh, involves the auto sector, right? Um, U.S., and, and there's an exemption. Now we're exempting U.S. steel tariffs for South Korea in exchange for a doubling of American auto exports from 25,000 to 50,000 American-made cars per U.S. automaker per year. Right now, South Korea only lets us export 25,000 American-made cars to their country every year trump says tell you what you want to be able to sell some steel to us that's okay that's fine but we need to be able to make more money and have americans have more jobs let us export fifty thousand american-made cars per year to your country per automaker and they said okay okay 
That's why this whole global tariff proposal, the threats that Trump gave, that's called leverage. You know what I'm saying? He said, all right, America's tough again. We're not getting taken advantage of. Um, we all want to win here, but we need to all win fairly. And Trump threw out the whole tariff thing, and everybody starts yelling at him and screaming at him around the world and in this country as well. And then all of a sudden, after yelling and screaming and everything calms down, these companies are like, I mean, these countries are like, all right, we'll play ball. Okay. Okay. So Trump says, you're steel, you're trying to sell to South Korea? We're going to slap a tariff on it. And they freak out. And he goes, I'll tell you what, I'll take that tariff back. Let us export more vehicles. Okay, good, good deal. Boom, everybody wins. That's how it works. Now, what would have happened if we were still in that awful TPP? That means, you know what we would have done? We would have trade deals with over 20 countries. Trans-Pacific Partnership, right? We would have had deals, instead of having a one-on-one deal with each country, which is what Trump is doing right now. You know he has people in Mexico signing deals in Mexico right now? Trade deals, security deals? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's happening as we speak. So instead of having a one-size-fits-all, where we really don't win, and every country seems to do better than us, he's like, let's do one-on-one with each country. And that's exactly what is happening. And you know that's starting to hurt also? China. China. Right? So North Korea is all of a sudden wanting to talk to us. North Korea all of a sudden, you know, the president, North Korea, the dictator, I shouldn't say president, I'm sorry, the, the piece of crap dictator, Kim Jong-un, went to uh, Beijing. First time in a long time to go meet with the Chinese. What do you think that's going to be about? You don't think it's because, uh, well, <clears throat> China realizes that Trump means business? And we actually have somebody that's looking out for America and American products. And China's telling that dude, you better calm down and shut your freaking pie hole. You know, we get, you know, we use you for stuff. We, we pay you off a little bit. That's got, you know, we can't do that anymore and stop causing trouble because it's going to hurt China. We want to take down America and you're messing it up for us. I guarantee that's what it is. I guarantee that's what it is. And the conservative treehouse has a nice little write-up about this, and they write, the era of the economic titan is back. A U.S.-South Korean trade deal enhances the backdrop and leverage of the American position toward NAFTA. Canada and Mexico have aligned with the TPP multilateral uh, trade deal. Right? Trump pulled us out of that. And he said, no more. We are going to negotiate individually. And he's been doing that. Bilateral deals, one-on-one, the bilateral situation. He has done that with Japan, Australia, Vietnam, South Korea. These are all happening. Individual talks with these countries. Why can't we do that? Why do we have to do a giant 20-country deal? Stupid. Makes no sense. Wouldn't you want to negotiate the best possible outcome for everything in your life? So that's how it's working. This is a big deal. This isn't, I mean, I like it. And then you have the omnibus. Really quick. See so of the omnibus, $716 billion coming to the Department of Defense over six months. Now, again, I, I don't know, honestly, and I hate saying that, but I, I you just try. Nobody knows what really is going on. Nobody knows what's going to happen with the wall, the fence, the this, the that. Uh, the specific language that's in there that says you can't use concrete, you can't build the actual barriers that we have. But is that just for six months? Uh, Trump hinted, and I talked about it yesterday, the tweet he gave over the weekend, or that he sent over the weekend, about how uh, the border is a 
national security situation, drugs pouring across the border. You know, you know, we don't even know who's coming across the border. Bad people. So maybe uh, as president, chief commander, uh, commander chief, he could actually say, you know what, we're going to build a wall. And we have to do it for national security. And he's going to use the $716 billion part of that to build the wall. Could he, could he do that? I've seen people say yes. I've, I've seen people say no. I don't think anybody really knows. But you have this, this moondoggle omnibus, which, again, I'm not really liking, but he's killing it on trade, but I, I'm not really liking this. But a side effect of this, the defense spending, is we need steel. And now India, India owns... JSW Steel Limited. And yesterday, they announced they're going to spend $500 million to build out its operations in Texas. Now, that's jobs. India is going to do this, yet the fact that Trump is still threatening India with tariffs because we have to pay to put Harley-Davidson's in there to export them. We have to pay out the wazoo to get our products into India. It's not fair. It's not fair. So you have you have Trump still threatening the tariffs, yet why? So then you say, okay, if all of a sudden India is upset, this whole tariff situation, it's not good. Why is India now going to all of a sudden put $500 million into America? Why, why are they doing this? They don't like us. Well, the reason they're doing this is because they realize they can make some money, but these are also American jobs, right? They own it. They're investing in America. And this is part of the Trump doctrine as well. Okay, the Trump doctrine is also the best place to do business, the best place to invest your money, the best place to get the biggest rate of return. America has not been that way for a very long time. Am I right or am I right? Okay, has not been that way for a very long time. You're loud. Has not been the way for a very long time. So all of a sudden, Trump is threatening India with tariffs, but yet they still say we're still going to put a half a billion dollars into uh, into plants to produce steel. This is huge. So Trump makes the tax rate go down. People, Listen, where would you feel safe investing your money? In a country with laws? Like America or some third world country where who knows what's going to happen and some dictator can take over and who knows what? You want to do it where there's laws, where it's safe. And that's what Trump is, that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. He's using the leverage there. He told the world, listen, we're back open for business. This is the best place to do business. And they're doing it. He is realigning how power is going on in the world. We've had so for so long, we've had the globalist view. Multi-nations, multi-this, multi-that. Uh, we all need to share in the global community. You know what? It's as if we forgot how to actually negotiate for our own best interests, which you do every time yourself. You negotiate to buy a home in the best interest for yourself, a car or this. That's what you do. We need competition. It makes every country compete better. It makes everybody better. It's better for everyone. Anyway, we'll continue. 655. I just thought that was fantastic. These are things that are not getting a lot of a lot of uh, play, but they're big. They're huge. And I want other countries to compete so we could we could compete even better. Drive costs down, create competition, create more jobs, spread the wealth around in America. I think it'd be fantastic. 655, we'll continue. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. <laughs> On, uh, speaking about negotiations, it's where Win 3. Yes, Bob Zachmeyer leads the Win 3 team, powered by EXP Realty. 
Uh, Bob is a, is a great negotiator. Bob helped my wife and me buy, find a home in less than an hour, negotiated the price down for the home, bada boom, bada bing, it's done. Now, if you're trying to find that home and you're frustrated because inventory is so low here in Southern Arizona, especially in certain areas, call Bob at 314-SOLD. He has a stash of homes nobody else knows about. So if you're frustrated, every time you think you find a home, there's like 12 offers, it gets sold, call Bob. He matches buyers with sellers and sellers with buyers. Uh, he might even be able to find you a home that hasn't even hit the market yet. That's how good he is. If you want to sell your home, you're thinking about it, man, inventory really low. That means price goes up because there's big demand for it. How much can I really get? Get it. Get an estimate. Call Bob, 314-SOLD. he give you a real-world estimate on what he thinks your home can get based on real market data, not smoke blow, being blown up your behind. And he can sell your home in a way that, well, you can keep more of the money than you normally would. Call Bob today, 314-SOLD. Video Station. Yet another country kicks out a Russian diplomat. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Ireland joins the U.S. and two dozen other countries aligning with Britain, punishing Russia for the poisoning of an ex-Russian spy in an English city. Fox's Simon Owens, live in London. Dave, the Irish foreign minister saying the poisoning of Sergei Skripal was shocking and an abhorrent use of chemical weapons. The former double agent was found collapsed earlier this month and Britain says it's highly likely Russia was responsible. Australia also expelling Russians, two diplomats told to leave. Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull saying of the attack It reflects a pattern of recklessness and aggression by the Russian government. And in the past few minutes, NATO saying it's expelling seven staff from Russia's NATO office. Russia denies involvement in the poisoning. A senior Russian diplomat saying a tough response is being prepared. Dave? Simon, the FBI is investigating suspicious packages showing up around Washington, D.C. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson's at the Pentagon. Moments ago, law enforcement officials tell me they're now looking at more than five locations in the D.C. area, including the White House and CIA, and they fear more packages could be out there. The FBI has one suspect in its sights. Now, yesterday, three military bases confirmed they had received packages Packages containing explosive materials, but all detected before they could be opened. The 2020 census will bring back a question if you're a citizen or not. And California's attorney general calls that illegal. Javier Becerra announced late Monday he plans to sue the Trump administration over its decision to ask about citizenship status on the next census. The Commerce Department says the citizenship data will help the Justice Department enforce the Voting Rights Act. Fox's Sean Langella, dean at Michigan State University, is in jail, charged with criminal sexual conduct, accused of possessing nude selfies of female students. William Strample used to be Dr. Larry Nasser's boss, the first university official caught up in the scandal that sent Nasser to prison for sexually abusing young girls. This is Fox News. Fair and balanced. 702, Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh man, Trump's leading uh, like the world to just go after Russia. What's his buddy Vlad gonna say, idiots? Anyway, uh, we have some problems here in Tucson. TPD severely understaffed a church was broken into burglarized lots of stuff stolen lots of damage guess how long it took for tpd to get there the pastor of the church joins us to talk about it in about five hope magnus is listening here's the news gang members at the border i'm jason campadonia knst news border agents from the ajo station say they've arrested three honduran nationals in the country illegally a few days ago while processing the trio to be deported they noticed that one of the men had been arrested and deported in the past the 30 year old has ms-13 gang tattoos and officials say he's a known gang member with a criminal history in texas georgia and north carolina Meanwhile, border agents at the Wilcox station say they have several people in custody.
custody, including an American. Officials say they arrested six people over the weekend while they were trying to get into the country illegally. The American happened to be a mother traveling with her infant and a Mexican national in her passenger seat. The other illegal immigrants led agents on a chase into the desert and tried disappearing into the night, but agents rounded them up and now everyone is facing charges. Arizona's public schools can count on two-thirds of a billion dollars every year for more than 20 years. Governor Doug Ducey yesterday signed a bill extending a six-tenths of a cent sales tax through the year 2041. The $667 million it raises annually will pay for teacher salaries, classroom expenses, dropout prevention, building maintenance, universities, and community colleges. Ducey is also suspending Uber's permission to test self-driving vehicles here in Arizona. A self-driving Uber SUV killed a Mesa woman as she crossed Mill Avenue in Tempe on March 18th. In a letter to Uber, Ducey said the accident shows that Uber failed to meet Arizona's expectations on improving public safety. And the Tombstone Unified School District is taking a stance on guns in the classroom. They've posted a sign that reads, Warning, some TUSD staff may be armed and will use whatever force necessary to protect students. District officials have not made any public comment about the signs, but say they've got the right to protect the kids. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. You're shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus IHAR radio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to This Tuesday, March 27th, it is your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Here we go again. Going to cause some waves. First, three things I think you need to know. Number one, the president uh, closing in on a trade deal with South Korea, which is uh, really, really, really big. They were scared about the tariffs. He said, you want to... You want to uh, import some steel? Fine. Uh, no tariffs. As long as we could send more cars into your country. How about that? Oh, yeah. Deal struck. One-on-one deal. How about that? Instead of a TPP 25,000 trade country deal, whatever. Uh, also, uh, India threatened by the tariffs and stuff like that. Yet, they have no problem investing $500 million in steel plants in Texas because of the defense spending bill. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants to now get in on America because they think it's a, the best investment in the world. wonder why. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, Governor Ducey has suspended the self-driving Uber campaign. Yep, can't do that anymore. Well, thanks. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate that one. Uh, third thing that I think you need to know, and this is actually a big one right here. Uh, CNN, they have a poll. President is up seven points from last month in his approval ratings. But I thought everybody hates him. Oh, yeah. Highest 
approval rating in months? Is it because more people are getting more of their money back and jobs? Well, you know, he's just, people like what he's doing. So he went from uh, 35% in December down to 30 to 40, uh, 30, 47, 47 in December, down to 35 in January. Now back uh, and in February, now back up to 42%. Uh, they're loving that. Plus the, the gap between uh, the midterms, when Republicans and Democrats is shrinking, it's down, down to five points, I believe, in a Fox poll. So uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's going to keep getting better. I just hope that Republicans aren't so mad at him signing that omnibus, they just don't show up in November. We shall see. What's the, uh, what's the alternative? Thank you. Three things I think you need to know. So anyway, sorry about that uh, confusing last one. Bottom line is he's up big, bigly, bigly. In his uh, CNN poll, in his approval rating. Uh, now, there was a, uh, a break in Tucson Baptist Church. Yes, Tucson Baptist Church burglarized. Uh, they the Windows broken, somebody got into the door, stole a whole bunch of stuff. Now, uh, we've gone over this. TPD, TPD took a while to show up. Uh, we've gone over this with a story with brothers on this show. We know that TPD is down to staffing levels in the uh, what upper eight hundreds. It's been the the lowest since it's been it was last that low in the late nineteen eighties. Uh, Chief Magnus is literally decimating everything, and it seems like the good people are suffering. Right. So what happened here, and how long did it take, and what was taken, and the reaction, and everything? I thought that we should talk to the pastor of the Tucson Baptist Church that was burglarized. Brent Thompson to go over the story. Uh, Pastor, thank you so much for the time this morning. How you doing? Uh, good morning. Thank you, Garrett, for the invitation to be on your morning show. No, no problem at all. I'm glad that you got here. And by the way, uh, Easter obviously is coming up this Sunday. Um, do you have every, before we get to the, the, the damage and everything, do you need anything for my audience to make sure that your services can go as planned? Oh, that's very kind of you. We have our staff feverishly working to get things back in order uh, we certainly we would, uh, invite the entire Tucson community to come to our special 10 o'clock Easter program on Sunday. But uh, with, with our staff working hard, we believe that we'll be up and running Sunday morning. Okay, perfect. I just wanted to get to that. So tell me what happened uh, with the break-in, when it happened, um, what was taken. Just, just go over the story if you don't mind. Sure. Well, before I directly discuss that lack of response from the Tucson Police Department, I want to be clear that Certainly, there's a number of officers that we have regular contact. We have an excellent working and even a personal relationship, and I'm grateful for those officers who daily risk their lives to protect and serve us. We even teach our children in our preschool and academy to honor our first responders, and we don't tolerate any disrespect to those police officers who serve in our community. Mm-hmm. But however, the reality is there's a failed leadership somewhere in this organization. For example, our church was broken into late Thursday, early Friday morning of last week, and we experienced significant damage and loss of around $10,000. We had items stolen from our auditorium. Numerous TVs literally ripped off the wall. Our live stream studio was trashed with many items stolen and damaged. Today, Tuesday morning, we are 96 hours from when we made that 911 call to the police department. And as of this very moment, not a single Tucson Police Department officer has been to our church to respond. So that happened on Thursday. and. You still haven't had an officer come out and do a report, see the damage, anything like that? Now, we did have a civil servant come to take some pictures, and 
It really begs the question, who's the investigating officer and who's going to catch the criminal criminals who committed this crime against our church? Yeah. Yeah, so so they didn't think it was bad enough to actually have a a, a real uh, legitimate police officer show up. Instead, they sent a civil servant out to take pictures? That is correct. Now, uh, I, and I guess one of the frustrations, if, if you follow Twitter, Sergeant Dugan and Sergeant Bay, they love to tweet, and they tweet about snow and socks and accidents, and... I, I tweet, too, and I was tweeting my uh, my frustration that there's still no police, you know, four hours, five hours, six hours, and suddenly they were eerily quiet when it comes to a thousand-member church being vandalized. There, there, no tweets or even response to my tweets that included them. So nothing from them, nothing at all. No police officer has still shown up, and it's now Tuesday, and that happened uh, late Thursday, early Friday. And you had a, 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 just a civilian, basically, who works for the police department show up and take some pictures. What what happened then? What was the reaction of the civilian? What did they do for you, if anything? Well, the lady who showed up, she uh, she said, "Wow, we didn't know it was this severe." That was her quote. Um, she took pictures, gave us a gave us a police number um, uh, on the on the police form, and and from there, it's, it's I guess we just check in every once in a while to see what's what's happening. But, but this. These items aren't going to be recovered, and we're going to our membership's going to be the ones who have to pay for this. Yeah, 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 they are. Uh, we're speaking with Pastor Brent Thompson from the Tucson Baptist Church on KNST AM seven ninety. Did the did the woman say that they were, this was really bad? So you know, I definitely will make sure an officer reaches out to you. Anything like that ever happen? Uh, that no, that wasn't stated. Uh, she did say this is more severe than we thought, but that's that she didn't say anything about it asking for another officer to, to come. When was the last time you actually tried to call or did call TPD and say, what's going on? Are you sending anybody? We did that on Thursday. We called three times Thursday, but after she came and left and we, we realized that they weren't coming, we've, we've just cleaned up the mess and we put things back in order as best we can. And we've been ordering the new equipment and waiting for it to arrive. I mean, it's gotta be frustrating. Your taxpayers, um, you, you expect when it comes to the police, I mean, protect and serve, that this is why you pay taxes. I mean, it, you don't pay taxes to have, you know, yoga classes be given for free and to pay for people to do that. I mean, it, it comes down to police protection, you know, fire. That That's it's the actual reason you have local government. Um, well, I, I think at some point the questions have to be asked. Is this ineptitude? Is this blatant discrimination against the church? Is this failed leadership in the police department? Or what's going on in our city with the leadership that's sworn to serve and protect? Because they certainly didn't serve us, and we haven't been protected in this incident. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, it's interesting you bring that up, because if there's ever any kind of a situation at the mosque, they show up right away. They make sure that there are statements. Every, I mean, everything is done to make sure that there's nothing bad if some lunatics or something uh, insane or whatever to, to anybody that's walking outside of the mosque or anything like that. But yeah, the church, nothing. Nothing at all, huh? Yeah. I just want, uh, we're going to continue to teach our preschool and our academy children to honor our policemen and policewomen. For whatever reason, this leadership, they've chosen to dishonor our church and her membership with their lack of response. I appreciate those who do faithfully serve, and, and but we're still going to continue to teach our children to honor these first responders. Oh, yeah. Um if do you still want TPD because I know they're listening right now and I'm sure that Chris, you know Chief Magnus is listening as well. Do you still want them to reach out to you to follow up, or do you think it's too late? Well, I, I I would think at this point, really, what should happen is there should be an apology that we did not do what we should have done. 
we there's no way the criminals are going to be caught. Our membership's going to absorb the cost of this, and and we're a church. We do not receive anything from the, uh, the government, nor do we want anything from the government. Uh, but it's our membership, their tithes and offerings that are going to have to replace all of this equipment. And so it's just sad that our police department really is, has not taken investigation seriously. Uh what's been the overall feeling and attitude from your employees and uh, members of your of your church hey there's a great spirit uh, we're looking forward to easter we're looking forward to all of our membership and our visitors will be here we have uh, we have a, a great attitude going into this weekend i'm thankful for our membership uh, we'll have we'll have more than 100 people involved in our sunday morning program at 10 o'clock so we're, we're going to move forward and uh, and just uh, I trust that the Lord will do something great Sunday. And have you, uh, by the way, this is Pastor Brent Thompson, Tucson Baptist Church on KNST AM 790. Have you received support from uh, other churches, uh, synagogues, the mosque, anything like that? Well, we've actually had different people reach out just to see if there was uh, equipment that needed to be donated or suggestions of how to help us with live stream and get that up and running. So we're grateful for that, and, and, um, and it, 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 certainly that support has encouraged us. This is pretty embarrassing. Uh, finally, if you have a message for Sergeant Dugan, Chief Magnus, uh, anybody else at TBD, what would it be? Well, I tweeted this. Hey, we're the good guys. We're, 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 we're teaching the children, and we're teaching the middle schoolers, and we're teaching the teenagers how to be the right kind of citizens. Um, and so it's really, um, uh, w- since we are the good guys, shouldn't you really be supporting us and helping us? We're, we're helping your cause. Uh, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're teaching the kids about the dangers of drugs and honoring first responders and living a, a, a good uh, life as a citizen of our country and, and, and loving the Lord. We, we are doing these things to help the police department, and then when we need them, they're nowhere to be found. That's, yeah. that's a little disappointing. Yes, it is. Uh, listen, if I could do anything for you, please let me know if my listeners can. Uh, they can go to your church website, right? What is it, TucsonBaptist.com? Yes, sir. TucsonBaptist.com, and, and this coming Sunday, we invite your listeners, come and join us. We're going to have a, a great service at 10 o'clock Sunday morning. All right. Uh, happy Easter. Thank you so much for the time and relaying your story, okay? Thank you, Garrett. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Um, Pastor Brent Thompson. And again, like you said, 96 hours. 96 hours, and TPD still hasn't shown up. They still haven't done their job, and that's why I, I want to make the point again uh, Chris Magnus goes out of his way to say when it comes to the immigrant communities, he calls it, he doesn't want to differentiate between illegal and legal. They have to make sure that they don't do anything with the feds, can't do anything to make sure that you do, you know, you do anything to stop illegal immigrants. That's what they are, illegal aliens from calling the police if they're victims of some kind of a crime. That would be bad. Then you have actual victims of a crime in the Tucson Baptist Church and Magnus and his crew don't even call them back, don't even show up. They send a non-police officer to take some pictures, and you heard the reaction. The reaction was, man, this is a lot worse than what we thought. And they still don't do anything. City council members, the mayor, the police chief, this is pathetic, and I know this isn't the only one. Again, if you have more stories that are similar to this, you can share them, 880-KNST, 880-5678. And he can react to this as well. What would you like to say to Chief Magnus? I know he's listening. And I'll tell you what he tweeted yesterday, too. Oh, it's so good what he tweeted. This freaking guy is some piece of work. I'll tell you that. We'll continue in five. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, Mr. Ons, listen. uh, This Thursday, 
this Thursday, go enjoy the teppanyaki at Mr. Ron's. The bar area, there's a special event. That's not the beer club. Can you imagine that? It's not for KNST listeners. There's a special event going on in the patio of the bar. It's been it's a private event. So I just want you to know if you're planning on going to Mr. Ons this Thursday, you could change it up a little bit. You can go sit around the Tepon tables. Enjoy the delicious fried rice made right in front of you, right at the Tepon table. Right? You can enjoy the delicious steak they cook in front of you. You get a strip, you get a filet, whatever you'd like. They have, I mean, the chicken. You never think chicken would taste good. They make chicken taste good. The shrimp is fantastic. We took my uh, my sons, even though one of them is only uh, seven months old, going on eight months old. Eight months tomorrow. Crazy, isn't it? And Mr. Ron was playing with the baby, but my son was enjoy. He loved the garlic and noodles. He loved the fried rice. He loved the shrimp. The fire that was going on, the show that is put on, it's great for families. It's great for a date night. It's great for a celebration. It's, it's great just because you want to go out and have a great, great meal at it, well, it's a whole different experience. All of Mr. Ron's head there this week and go enjoy some great tepon made right in front of you. Only at Mr. Ron's, a Japanese steakhouse, Oracle and Rudisil, and you can get sushi. You can get so many different things. The food is delicious. Find out more. Go to his website, MrOnTucson.com. Good morning. This market minute is brought to you by the Greenberg Financial Group. An easing of trade tension sent the Dow 670 points higher yesterday. That's its best one-day percentage gain in nearly three years and the third best one-day point gain in history. Today, the rally continued at the open, being helped by a firmer tone in technology stocks that now opened up 120 points. About an hour into the trading day, not, not unexpected to see a little profit-taking. Dow's up sixth. S&P's up to, down two, NASDAQ's down eight, gold's $12 lower at thirteen forty-two, and oil's unchanged at sixty-five fifty. In corporate news, shares of Red Hat have gained more than 80% in the last 12 months, opened 8% higher today after the distributor of Linux software reported quarterly results better than expected. Another high flyer, Overstock.com, up 150% in the last 12 months, opened 11% lower today on an announced secondary offering of their stock, which will be dilutive to current holders. Reporting from the Greenberg Financial Group, where your money matters, this is Dave Sherwood on Canisty. Right. Um, however, if this was a crime committed against the mosque, if this was a crime committed against illegal aliens, you know there'd be officers there. Uh, you want to hear ironic? Okay, this is Ramon Batista. He was an assistant chief uh, here, and then he left to go become the chief, I believe, in Mesa. Uh, talk at like the bottom of the longer one for a second. This is Ramon Batista. This when was this? Done? Can you open that up? When was it? Uh, just, no, no, no. Just double click it. So we put that in. This is November of uh, right after Trump won. Right after Trump won, I believe this was put in. Anyway, talking about uh, the relationship that TPD has with the illegal alien community. Here we go. There are event after event that occur every day where immigrants come forward and give us information that help us solve a crime. And that wouldn't be possible if there wasn't already some established level of trust with our community. And I can assure you that there is no intent on the Tucson Police Department to be a part of any federal immigration enforcement program. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, no. We're going to be there for the illegals. You have no problem. Call us. We'll be there. We'll be there for you. Play the next one here. Play, play that one. But uh, if you're an actual, you know, if you're a Baptist church, forget you. We're done with you. Here we go. To us, uh, maintaining that trust with our community, all of our community is of prime importance. Apparently not. Uh, let me take you back to a, an op-ed, February 28, 2017, written in the local paper by Chief Magnus. He, the title, Immigration Status, No Barrier in Protecting Tucsonans. What about religious status? 
Immigration status. Okay, right? He writes, the Tucson Police Department has been put in a challenging position as we work to maintain strong relationships with both documented and undocumented residents in our immigrant-slash-refugee communities. Tucson has long been an immigrant-welcoming community. Or welcoming city, I should say. We take pride in the ways our residents work together to make Tucson safe. Culturally diverse, he writes, and economically vibrant. Well, economically vibrant, really? Nice. I'm saddened by the fear that many residents are experiencing as a result of recent presidential executive orders and concerned about much of the rhetoric associated with the current debate over immigration and refugee policy. So he's concerned about that, but you have an actual church that was burglarized. He's not concerned at all. So not concerned we're going on again 96 hours without an actual officer showing up to do any investigation. Nothing. Nothing. He has no problem going after the president. This is the Tucson police chief. Don't worry. He writes, I'd like to assure all those who live, work, or visit Tucson that our department's policies related to immigration remain exactly the same. What about if people are actually here legally? What about if people are actually citizens? What about what if they're not illegal aliens? Nah. Not at all. Our communities are safer when they when there are clearly defined roles that ensure the most appropriate relationships between local law enforcement and federal immigration authorities. Local control has been a beneficial approach to conducting municipal law enforcement for decades. When the federal government compels local police agencies to carry out new and sometimes problematic expectations, it undermines a delicate balance. Sets back community policing progress. Community policing, okay. That's what it is, community policing. It didn't sound like an officer. Uh, anyway, and this is the best part. Uh, our department, he writes, is committed, in fact, duty-bound to protecting and preserving the civil, constitutional, and human rights of all residents and visitors. Except those brothers that had their home broken into and the Tucson Baptist Church and others, right? Our general orders prohibit racial profiling and expressly state that victims slash witnesses of crime will not be the focus of immigration status inquiries. So there you go. Also, Chief Magnus tweeted out an article yesterday. Over The article is from thecrimereport.org. Overhaul of crime stats should include data, theft, blah, 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 okay, data, theft, toxic, so anyway. He writes, excellent article that highlights how important it is to entirely rethink what we count as crime, how we count it, and what we compare it to. Meaningful, relevant data is a powerful resource. Excellent article highlighting how important it is to entirely rethink what we count as crime. Does he not count a church being broken into, burglarized, damaged, bunch of stuff being stolen, TVs, electronics? Is that not a crime? Chief Magnus, you know where we are, Oracle and Fort Lowell, brother. You have no, You want to come in here? Go knock on the door. We'll see you right through the window. Invite you in. You could explain, well, this whole story. I mean, why did nothing happen? Why? You want to keep the relationships... Uh, I guess, solid with the illegal alien community. What about people that aren't illegal aliens? You don't want to, you don't want to have a good relationship with them. You don't want to do your job. This is pathetic. Um, You should flood Magnus's email. You should flood his office with phone calls. Do it to the mayor, the city council members. Just do it. Say, this is unacceptable. You just raised our sales tax. You get a bunch of shiny new police cars. Who's using them? Do they not drive down to the Tucson Baptist Church? 880-KNST, 8805678. I have more coming up. 
your reaction. I'm getting great emails. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll continue in five. Here's the latest from Fox. Badly beating border agents. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST News. An illegal immigrant is accused of using a rock to beat a border agent from the Tucson station. Officials say they were chasing a group of illegal immigrants recently, and one agent caught up to one of the men running away. The agent and the guy got into a fight, and when they went to the ground, the immigrant is accused of picking up a rock and smashing the agent's head. While bleeding profusely, the agent managed to call for help, and the guy was eventually arrested. By the looks of the picture released by the Border Patrol, the agent only needs a couple of stitches. Senator John McCain is cheering the U.S. expulsion of some 60 Russian intelligence agents, including many who pose as diplomats. However, the Arizona Republican tweeted, the only way to really punish Russia is through hefty financial penalties. The expulsions were ordered in retaliation for the poisoning of an ex-spy and his daughter in Great Britain. Russia denies involvement in the attempted murders. Uber will no longer be able to test self-driving vehicles here in Arizona. KNST national correspondent Brian Shooks got the details. A Valley woman was killed by a self-driving Uber on March 18th in Tempe while she crossed Mill Avenue. In a letter to the company, Governor Doug Ducey said the accident shows Uber has failed to meet the state's expectations on improving public safety. Ducey has instructed the Arizona Department of Transportation to suspend Uber's ability to test and operate autonomous vehicles. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. And the Phoenix Suns are having a terrible season. They've now lost 12 straight games and have the worst record in the NBA at 19 and 53. The team will host the Los Angeles Clippers tomorrow. Good luck, fellas. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating. Tunta.org. He gets you up, gets you going. He stimulates you. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Oh, my goodness. 741 on this Tuesday. Thank you for hanging with us. There are three things I think you need to know. Number one, President Trump, his administration, uh, closing in on a great trade deal with South Korea. Uh, They were scared of tariffs on steel. So he said, you don't want those? Do something for us. And they said, all right, we will now allow uh, 50,000 American vehicles to enter our country a year per automaker versus 25. Okay, good deal. So they're about to do that. And there's more to it. That's not bad. This, it, listen, trade deals are happening. He's in, in look, they're doing individual trade deals with all kinds of countries that were part of the TPP, Japan, Vietnam, Australia, others, one-on-one to make sure we get the best deal possible instead of this big, giant group crap. That's how globalism spreads. So good for him. Second thing that I think you need to know, CNN poll shows President Trump gaining seven points up from 35 to 42, January to February. What? Seven points up? You gotta be kidding me. What? No way. But everybody hates him and stuff. How could he gain seven points? I just I just don't understand it. Well, that's what happens. Um there's more to we'll get to it. We'll get to it. On the economy, 48% approved, 45 disapprove. What's wrong with people? Anyways, you have that. Third thing I think you need to know. Governor Ducey says. Uh, No more testing of self-driving Uber vehicles in Arizona. Thank you. And I got an email, but three things I think you need to know really quick. I got an email about that. Why are people so interested in having self-driving cars? And Ryan's like, I want to sleep on the way in. Take a nap. You run over people. I can't do it. I'm not driving. Yeah, that's the point. 
It's on the highway. Mm-hmm. There should be no people crossing the highway. Doesn't matter. It does matter. You can't. You wouldn't be able to fall asleep. You wouldn't be nervous at a. It might just drive you into a wall. Oh yeah, watch this. Oh God. I think this is just government control. I can't. I'm surprised this guy like you, a conspiracy theorist, wouldn't think that. I already did. The government wants more control over your life. You'd have less control. They think that uh, robots, artificial intelligence, do a better job at driving than you. And maybe they're right. But do you want that? What's next? What's after that? Oh, boy. They're already in your home with the uh, the, the uh, thermostats mm-hmm. telling you how you hot so? or cold you can be. You think so? Absolutely. No. Freaks me out also. I mean, I mean, anything you have that's that's Wi-Fi enabled yes. and everybody yes. loves their house, Wi-Fi enabled. Look, I can see it on my phone. I know. You're connecting I it. Think there's gonna right be a to big, I think there's going to be a big... Uh, shift back out of that there's gonna be a big shift away from social media people willingly and stupidly and not knowingly putting all their information just writing words that goes into algorithms that then facebook can can use and put into certain things to be sold and data and spite i mean there's all kinds of stuff that happens it's anyway enough about that um just you know more on the magnus thing i'm getting all kinds of emails and and stuff and um ready for this i got this from a, from a listener when i had take when i had uh, taken a safety training at the Tucson Association of Realtors, under the personal protection section, a retired sergeant, Sergeant Ochoa from Sawarita, was talking talking about calling police. She said, we could always call Sawarita police since TPD won't respond. <laughs> uh, Joni, not Chachi, but Joni, I'm outraged by how TPD has treated the Baptist Church. Can we urge everyone to email Magnus expressing our dissatisfaction at this and other stories of lax response to crimes? And again, maybe if an illegal alien reported it, he'd do something about it. There you go. So let me ask you this. This is this is kind of a rhetorical question, but do you think Tucson is now safer with Chris Magnus in charge? Can't be, right? Crime keeps going up. We tell you the stories. You could just Google Tucson crime, and you see there's all these stories. It's, we're like the most dangerous uh, uh, city in Arizona. We've gone over these things. There's nothing this guy's doing that is preventing crime. Yeah, let me take you back. Do you remember this? And again, we just told you about the Tucson Baptist Church being broken into, and they, they sent a community service um, uh, what, what's officer? The officer, thank you, to go take some pictures and call it a day. Nobody from TPD actually, I guess, wanted to show up when there was $10,000 in damage and theft. 96 hours later, still nothing. Still nothing. So... And part of it's because we have, uh, you know, the 1980s level of police on the streets right now. Uh, but do you remember when, when Chris Magnus made news when he wrote an op-ed in the New York Times in December, December 6, 2017? Now, again, I ask you, is, is, is Tucson safer because of Chris Magnus? The clear answer is no. And this is, you know, now that we hear more of these stories about a TV doesn't respond and it takes him forever and all this other stuff, uh, this, this op-ed is just even more ironic Tucson's police chief, Sessions' anti-immigrant policies will make cities more dangerous, writes the guy that is making Tucson more dangerous. Do you remember this? And he writes, as the police chief here, I'm deeply troubled by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities. You know, can you play that mayor? He's upset about that. Man, we need sanctuary. Listen, he's upset they're going after sanctuary cities where they literally let people go that have committed crimes because they just, in California, they're just weird. But yet, the mayor, 
of uh, Los Alamitos. Dave Harrington said this on Fox. Here we go. So for me, the reason I'm doing it is to, getting rid to of, protect uh, getting my residents. I take it personal, Sanctuary the, the safety of my residents. So I think this law just makes us less safe. It's about letting criminals out of jail, mm-hmm. period. That's what it's about. And, and what the, this state is doing is simply, uh, it's unconstitutional and it's making us less safe. Yep. It's a, he's a mayor of a California town that he said we are opting out of the sanctuary city status because it's not safe. And yet, what does the Tucson police chief write? If you if you uh, get rid of sanctuary cities, it's not safe. Are you kidding me right now? Hey, uh, Chris, do you think the Tucson Baptist Church feels safe? The people in it? Yeah. So anyway, he writes, I'm deeply troubled by the Trump administration's campaign against sanctuary cities, which refuse to turn over undocumented immigrants to federal authorities. He's troubled that Trump be upset and demand that cities turn over illegal aliens to the feds. Chris Magnus, the police chief in Tucson, has a problem with that. I love this. He writes, Tucson is not technically a sanctuary city, but they are. But we're close to the border with Mexico and take pride in being welcoming to immigrants. Yet the government has warned us that our grants are in danger. So he's worried about losing money. Money for what? You should have. You should be rolling in the dough. You're paying just over 800 police officers versus the 1,100 that were here a few years ago. You're saving on lots of salary. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Um, you have that. And this is where I remember this story. He talked about violent crime, and he said it's actually violent crime goes up if you crack down on sanctuary cities. That's what he wrote in this story, and I challenged him on it. and. He responded a few times, then shut up. Uh, you ready for this? Um, he writes, public safety has always been our top priority. Uh, he writes, the message from Washington is that cities need to refocus on law and order, yet the harsh anti-immigrant rhetoric and Mr. Sessions' reckless policies ignore a basic reality known by most good cops and prosecutors. If people are afraid of the police... If they fear they may become separated from their families or harshly interrogated based on their immigration status, they won't report crimes or come forward as a witness. Doesn't matter. If they call the police, nobody's going to show up. Magnus, under your... Whatever. He then writes, it's a simple formula. When crimes go unreported and unsolved, criminals are empowered. Okay, Magnus, well, why didn't you you send someone to the Tucson Baptist Church for $10,000 in damage and theft? Apparently, I guess, is Chief Magnus trying to empower criminals? Dude needs to go. But again, what's sad is that the mayor, the members of the city council, they all knew what he was about. They knew he was going to do this. They chose him. They hired him. They knew he was nuts. So what's going to happen? Is there going to be too much pressure to where, I mean, if they even feel it, if people want to call, who knows? And then they have to say, we have to save our own political necks. We're going to fire Magnus and say that we're doing something. Who knows? But this guy just does not deserve his job. Let's just, it's, it's the reality of it, right? They don't, he doesn't deserve his job. He writes, the Justice Department wants Americans to believe that recent upticks in violent crime are tied to undocumented immigrants or cities' failure to get tough on crime. The facts don't support the narrative, he writes. Really? I have a story about an illegal alien in my prep. Where is it? Right here. From Oregon. 
An illegal alien that was already caught and deported in the past. Yeah. Uh, up in Seaside, Oregon. A man detained by ICE earlier this month was deported twice before. Was deported twice before allegedly raping a teenage girl. 24-year-old Anastasio Eugenio, Eugenio Lopez Fabian. 24 allegedly had sex with a girl several times beginning in 2016 when she was under 14. But then he made bail, so they let him out. And now he's charged. Uh, he's been charged with two counts of second-degree rape, three counts of third-degree rape, fourth-degree assault and harassment, all that stuff. Uh, he bonded out of, of the jail there. The sheriff let him go. He was deported to Guatemala in 2013 and 2014, made his way back in because we have no wall. Sheriff's Department let him go. But he said, listen, not true, not true, not true. We'll continue. There's more on this. Okay, we'll continue in about four. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis. Oh, five-star termite pest control. Nobody will protect your home from termites like Five Star. You want to know why? They're local, right? They are they're local. They understand the environment. Why go with a national company for termite protection for your home when they treat it the same way all over the country? You know, treating your home in Tucson or Saudita or the Foothills or Oro Valley is different than in Detroit, Michigan, right? Or in Long I or on Long Island. See, Five Star, they understand the environment. So Shelby Hawkins, the owner back in like 1980, 81, uh, she's owned it since then. She's developed a great way to fight, uh, protect your home from termites. She has a patent on it. Nobody else does this. Instead of treating the earth, drilling down into your, into your uh, a foundation, injecting stuff in the earth, they treat the food source. They literally inject foam into your home. Because why treat the earth when you could treat the food source? Because termites, she said, here, will get into your home. Now, when they get in, they die. Ten-year protection. I had my home protected. How about yours? Call 5 Star today at 886-0045. And if you have any bee problems, they can remove bees, any pests you want. 886-0045-5star-termite.com. On Saturday, the Washington Post listed their top 15 Democrat presidential hopefuls. At the bottom of the pile, number 15, Montana Governor Steve Bullock. I wonder if anybody outside his state even knows who he is. Next in the heap, the Oprah. A shock that she's down at number 14 since we were told a few weeks ago the Oprah was the anointed savior of the party and the country and the world. New Orleans Mayor Mitch Landrieu pulls in at number 13. Number 12 is Obama's wingman, former AG Eric Holder. Above him at number 11, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, whose brother Fredo works for CNN. Tenth place, Sherrod Brown, Ohio Senator. Ninth, former Massachusetts Governor Duval Patrick, followed by another former Governor Clinton Hack, Terry McAuliffe, in eighth place. The next three are Northeast Liberals, Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy, number seven, New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand at number six, and New Jersey Senator Dramatic Actor Cory Booker at number five. Number four, California Senator Kamala Harris. Number three, Joe Biden. Second place finisher, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Focahontas Warren. So who's number one? The most likely Democrat Party nominee in 2020, it's Bernie Sanders. And he might even stand a chance this time since Hillary Clinton did not even make the top 15. Today's technology makes things easier because everything's connected. Your cell phone, your tablet, even your smart TV, all connected to one account. And they're all connected to your Wi-Fi. 
It only takes just one weak link for a cyber thug criminal to break in and obtain your data. And that's why the new LifeLock identity theft protection now adds the power of Norton security to your devices. Now, while LifeLock uses proprietary technology to detect threats to your identity, the addition of Norton security helps protect up to five of your devices from online threats. And if there's a problem, LifeLock's agents will work to fix it. Now, of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But new LifeLock with Norton gives you more protection for today's connected world. Join now. Get 10% off your first year. Go online to LifeLock.com and enter the promo code RUSH. That's LifeLock.com. Remember, promo code RUSH. Radio station. This is a Fox News alert. A package bomb suspect is under arrest. I'm Chris Foster. The packages were sent to government and military facilities in the Washington, D.C. area. In D.C. with the latest, here's Fox's Jared Halpern. A suspect has been arrested in Washington state for sending packages packed with explosive material to military bases in the D.C. area. No motive has been released yet. All those packages were detected before being opened. They cause no damage or injuries, though officials warn more packages could still be undiscovered. More than five locations were targeted, including the White House and CIA mail facilities. Those are located at a military base in D.C. Chris. Jared, thanks. There's another sex crime case out of Michigan State University. Here's Fox's Tanya J. Powers. William Strample, the dean of the College of Osteopathic Medicine at Michigan State University until late last year, is accused of several charges, including allegedly inappropriately touching a student and storing nude photos of female students on his work computer. He's due before a judge this afternoon. A Strample, who is 70, oversaw a clinic where sport, former sports doctor Larry Nasser worked. Strample told the FBI last year he never followed up after ordering Nasser in 2014 to have a third person present when he treated patients. Nasser is in prison for sexually assaulting patients, including a U.S. Olympic gymnast, under the guise of treatment. Chris. Tanya, the search for anyone else inside a mall that burned in eastern Russia is over. Thousands of people came out to the main square in Kamevero demanding an independent investigation. At least 64 people died at the Winter Cherry Mall, many of them children. Survivors say there were no fire alarms or evacuation plans. The retired Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens says the Second Amendment should be repealed. Writing in an essay for the New York Times, the amendment was meant to stop a standing army from threatening the security of the separate states and that that concern is a relic of the 18th century. Fox News, fair and balanced. 802, Garrett Lewis with you. KNST AM 792, Tucson's most stimulating talk. I got some college stories I have to get to. I have uh, a great story. A very religious woman apparently asked why she voted for Trump. The answer she gave CNN is awesome. We'll get to that. Your reaction, though. We have more stories. People talking about TBD not doing their job. Still nothing from Magnus. I have more from his op-ed and then even another story where they are literally admitting prioritizing calls. you got to hear this to believe it. It's coming up in five. Here's the news. Gang members at the border. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST News. Border agents from the Ajo station say they've arrested three Honduran nationals in the country illegally a few days ago. While processing the trio to be deported, they noticed that one of the men had been arrested and deported in the past. The 30-year-old has MS-13 gang tattoos, and officials say he's a known gang member with a criminal history in Texas, Georgia, and North Carolina. 
Meanwhile, border agents at the Wilcox station say they have several people in custody, including an American. Officials say they arrested six people over the weekend while they were trying to get into the country illegally. The American happened to be a mother traveling with her infant and a Mexican national in her passenger seat. The other illegal immigrants led agents on a chase into the desert and tried disappearing into the night, but agents rounded them up and now everyone is facing charges. Arizona's public schools can count on two-thirds of a billion dollars every year for more than 20 years. Governor Doug Ducey yesterday signed a bill extending a six-tenths of a cent sales tax through the year 2041. The $667 million it raises annually will pay for teacher salaries, classroom expenses, dropout prevention, building maintenance, universities, and community colleges. Ducey is also suspending Uber's permission to test self-driving vehicles here in Arizona. A self-driving Uber SUV killed a Mesa woman as she crossed Mill Avenue in Tempe on March 18th. In a letter to Uber, Ducey said the accident shows that Uber failed to meet Arizona's expectations on improving public safety. And the Tombstone Unified School District is taking a stance on guns in the classroom. They've posted a sign that reads, Warning, some TUSD staff may be armed and will use whatever force necessary to protect students. District officials have not made any public comment about the signs, but say they've got the right to protect the kids. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. Hey, sorry about that. 807, I had to send a uh, an invitation tweet to Chief Magnus again. I, uh, I tweeted him about something that is about to happen. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792, sounds most stimulating talk. And there are three things that I think you need to know. Number one, President Trump. Yeah, listen, I get it. I get it. Uh, the Trumpster. Not happy, uh, not happy, nobody's happy with him signing that omnibus bill. And who knows, can he spend the money on a wall? Can he not? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. However, he's done a great job in negotiating trade deals with, com- with countries that are in the TPP. He's like, why should we be in that big group thing? Let's find out what's best for America. And he's doing one-on-one deals, which Hillary wouldn't have done, which Paul Ryan was against, which Jeff Flake is against, John McCain's against. And we have a new trade deal uh, on the verge, uh, on the verge of one with South Korea where we're allowed to double the number of cars we export per automaker to their country every year in exchange of not having steel tariffs. It's funny how that works, huh? You threaten the tariff and you don't do anything. You leave it the way it is. And all of a sudden, we have more jobs in this country. Funny. Uh, I'll put that story on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it in a little bit. Second thing that I think you need to know, also tweeted out, uh, is the Trumpster's approval rating, according to CNN, up seven points since last month, up seven, up seven points, uh, yes, from going from 35 to 42. That's pretty good stuff. Jumping seven points in a month. And the midterm, uh, the midterm elections, the GOP generic is closing the gap. You just, I, I want to know what, what's going to happen since what happened on Friday. If you see a bunch of Republicans say, forget that, I'm not voting, and you see it widen again. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, third thing I think you need to know, Governor Ducey has suspended the self-driving Uber cars here in Arizona. Because a lady was killed. Uh, listen, got to do it better. That was he was loving it. Yeah, we're great. We're over, we're in the, the forefront in Arizona. We self driving cars. You could test all over here. Fantastic. It's great. Hundreds of jobs now gone. Uh, there you go. 
three things I think you need to know. Um, so I have I have a lot of story. I have another story. There was a story uh, done recently on uh, Tucson News Now. The curmudgeon Bud Foster press release. Bud had to do a story that didn't put TBD in the greatest of light. Of course, he did in his Bud Foster way, and I'll, I'll show you his spin on it in a little bit. But first, uh, let's go to Jim. Jim has called in to share a story. Jim, welcome to KNST. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks very much for taking my call, Garrett. You got it. So if people are just tuning in, an hour ago we talked to the pastor of the Tucson Baptist Church where they had uh, about $10,000 of damage and items stolen last Thursday slash Friday, Thursday night slash Friday morning. And even as of now, nobody there's been no officer sent by Tucson Police Department. They sent a community service officer to take some pictures, and the reaction from her was, man, that was really bad. See you later. And, and still nothing from TPD, well, which is outrageous. And you have a story similar to that. That's correct. In August, my daughter was in, in a uh, uh, mode where she was moving in to start classes at the U, as were her two roommates. They left early. They were broken into early in the morning. We don't know exactly what time, and we discovered missing items. Missing items were a series of obvious, uh, electronics, televisions, playstations, personal effects, computers, and the like. But uh, along with that, there was an, a revolver and 100 rounds of ammunition that were taken as well. Wow. Well, part of our uh, appeal to the police during our reporting of the incident was to feature the fact that the gun was stolen. Uh, what we saw happen, or not happen as the case may be, was that they never sent anyone, no uniformed police people, but they sent auxiliary people about middle morning the following day. Now, I worked that the day of the robbery uh, vigorously, with the watch commanders and people in charge to let them know the, the weapon was missing. And that was the reason I escalated it, because I figured it had a lot more to do with safety and security in the community and getting people to trace or help us with anything they might do to, to uh, apprehend who, who the perpetrators were. So, so, so you, were in, you, were, you were in touch with the commander at TPD? Yes, I, I went down, and I didn't go down. I called several times to get through to the shift commander because I recognize I don't know the number of things going on within, you know, their, their call rates and the severity of those calls. And I'm, I'm in judgment now about those calls, my call not getting answered due to the shortages that you're featuring in the show. And I'm, I'm really still very... Uh, you know, I'm concerned and disappointed. I find their work lacks competence, uh, is something that is very unprofessional. And when I get an auxiliary policeman to come in and take the report 24 hours later, the disposition on the weapon is unknown. It had not had never been recovered. I've never heard another thing about it. Uh, and my whole point about what you're suggesting in terms of the management of the police force here, the resource depletion, and just the general level of attitude here is different. Now, I'm an Oro Valley resident, 15 years here. I've had occasions to need police help on occasion. And what I experienced out of TPD there in the city was a far cry from what I see in Oro Valley. That's the first contrast. The second sequel or epilogue to this thing is I'm buying property for my kids, two daughters, which are living there, going to school, or, you know, having their life there, and I will not move within the, the confines of that city given my experience in needing the police protection. I'm not down on police officers on their day-to-day -day activity. In fact, we've had some a very uh, positive reinforcement with their behavior, you know, on the street. But this particular circumstance has got me really 
riled up as a citizen and as a parent. And I see no, no, you know, no logical reason or anything that they can give me as a way of justification for delaying, particularly when there's a weapon uh, in question. Mm. So when you talk to the commander, though, I mean, did they act like they were going to do something or because I'm, I'm just no. so confused on that? No, you... he, he, he deflected me on the premise that they had a lot going on that day. Mm. And I said, well, certainly I, I appreciate that. But I think under the circumstances, the fact that a weapon is now in someone's hands, which could have, uh, how do I say it, nefarious outcomes mm-hmm. or behaviors associated with a weapon, I think you ought to look at this a little more closely. Nothing went on the rest of the day. They all, well, we'll be there. We'll be there. Well, they showed up, but they showed up with auxiliary people the next day, and there was never, never any follow-up on anything on the weapon or on the charge. We were, we were made whole uh, in terms of our losses. Those losses were approximately $2,000, including the weapon. But that's not the point. No. The point is safety and security. It's the point you're on. It's the competence and professionalism associated with leadership and with their ability to do the things that are needed for the, you know, for the constituency in the city. Yeah, that's what they pay taxes for. You know, that's why you, so you're going to buy property yeah. in Tucson? I, got oh, my, I, I have property, and as I yeah. say, I'll buy an additional place for my youngsters or my young people to live in, but it will not be in that, that in, within the confines. I'll go to Morana or I'll go to Catalina or I'll go to Oral Valley before I'll ever buy more property in, in downtown yeah. Tucson. Yeah, listen, I don't blame you. Um uh, you know, and it's interesting that they, they wouldn't do anything about the firearm because they're so anti-gun in Tucson, they, they, they won't even allow gun shows at the TCC. So you'd think that maybe if a gun was stolen, they'd be on that to make sure the community was safe, but they didn't even bother with that. That's They did not. And, you know, we sought, well, we sought ways to get guidance on some of the lost items. Well, where might we look? What, what's the pattern? Where are the places where you see fencing or, you know, weapons? It was a, you know, it was the kind of gun that was distinguished in the sense of its color, mm-hmm. because it was a lady's uh, female or a, a, you know a weapon that was pink in nature. So it was not the average, you know, blue Colt sure. or you know shiny Colt uh, sure. revolver. So it would have been very, very easy to trace, and it had a serial number. I had all that detail to give them, you know, the heads up so they could they could work on it. And nothing, and that was back in nothing. August. Back nothing in August. at all. Now what? How, how, how do? Uh... How does your daughter, I mean, their daughter and their friends, I mean, the, the robbery took place while they were not in the home. They were moving in, not but in they the weren't home. in there. That's correct. Was it overnight? So it was or fortunate no? that no one was there. Yeah. I suspect there were two perpetrators that were seen in the back alley. Uh, I'm sure it was the day that they were moving in. These youngsters were not moving in because they were already they were carrying over their lease from a previous year. But a lot of commotion with people moving in into those streets down near the university. Mm-hmm. And no one thought too much with people carrying things in and out. I expect they went over the fence. I don't know that, but they took even large items like a large screen TV and other things, and they made their way uh, off, you know, with the, the personal. Does, does your daughter feel safe now living there? No, she doesn't feel safe at all, and she'll be moving in May. As I said, I'm making other arrangements because I I couldn't get her out of the lease. Wow! But I, you know, in in deference to that experience and. I'm glad that no one was hurt. Uh, I'm sorry about the weapon being not being traced and with anything else being done to try to recover. Uh, I'm making a lot of uh, very deliberate uh, consideration in terms of safeties of the safety of the kids. And you know, the crime statistics in the town are phenomenally uh, below 
uh, ever, you know, anything I've ever lived in. We've lived all over the country. I mean, we're retired now, but we lived all over America. We lived in, we've lived in Asia. And I'll tell you sincerely that I'm very concerned about this county, this city, and what I see happening after my 15 years living here. Yeah, listen, uh, it's hard to have faith when you keep hearing these stories over and over and over again. So, yeah. you know, so it really this is, is not unlike what the church people experienced. They had greater losses, but it's the same pattern of just lackadaisical management, as I call it. And and the thing uh, is, is that what, what, executing their duties. Yeah. And if they know this is happening, and if they go, look, we're just out of officers. Okay, but what's your plan then? That's what yeah. I want to know. What what's your plan? What are you going to cut? Right. You know, you should cut other things to make sure you can put more money back into into law enforcement. You know, you think you have no money. They should be rolling in cash because they're paying hundreds of officers less. Well, there's there's if they're if you're missing a couple hundred officers from the the payroll from where you were, obviously you're not making those payments, so you should be saving money somewhere, right? That's well, I yes, sir, and absolutely. And and the thing that that concerns me the most, well, maybe equally to what I'm expressing in terms of safety and security is the culture that, that is beginning to be understood by yes. the community about this man's approach, his, his lack of focus, and I'm going to just say indifference about what the police ought to be providing. And that, to me, is an indication he's not equipped. He was a poor hire, and he's not sufficiently competent to lead the force based on a microscopic one uh, incident. You know, and again, great, that's, yeah. that's you know, sharp contrast to what I've had here in Oro Valley, which is probably one of the finest and safest communities probably in America. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's sad is that I've been told that the despite all this happening, and it's not like they didn't know that they're down to the 800-plus level for officers, but, yeah. um, I mean, the council loves them because they're all nuts. Yeah, well, they, they love them, well, the, you know? Well, the council is incompetent, and so yes. the board of supervisors. Those, wow. those are whole other topics. I know. I would just say to you, sir, uh, I commend you for your, uh, uh, just your commitment to this community and for your ability to articulate the issues that we as citizens should know. And all I can say is God bless you, and may you be safe, and may, you aid, uh, may your endeavors uh, make this place safer and a better community for people to invest in and to live here. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate those kind words. And all I can say is thanks so much for the support and for listening. And if you like it, don't forget to buy the advertiser's products. Otherwise, I can't be here. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Jim. Take care, man. Thank you for, for sharing, and, and I hope your daughter is safe and, and everything else. We'll continue. H1, that was very nice. How about that? Apparently, I'm not the big jerk that some people think. Mom. Anyway, uh, eight. <laughs> She knows you best. <laughs> That's true. Uh, only if I can, you know, see, see, hear your thing, you know, everything I can articulate, I paint the picture, I like to communicate well, and I can, you know, convey these messages, yet I still can't make my wife do certain things. Iron, cook, foot massage. You should go to break. Working on it. Okay, all right, we'll continue. KNST AM790 more. I have another story like this and more reaction. People are, are dying to talk about this, so we'll get it in there. KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis. And one of those advertisers that you have been supporting. Can you imagine? Can you believe it's been seven years now? Seven years I've been doing uh, commercials for the Goodfeed Art Supports. That's how much I believe in them. That's how much they work. And that's how much they can help you. There's literally no reason for you to live with knee pain. No reason to live with back pain, foot pain, ankle pain, none of that stuff. Don't wait any longer. 
You like the show. You want me to stay. I want to stay. You got to support the advertisers. Good feed art supports. They will make a difference in your life. Wear them when you play golf. Wear them when you work. Wear them when you walk, when you jog. Just when you're walking around the home, wear the Good Feet Arch Supports. They help you stand with perfect posture and perfect balance. And the pain goes away. Admit, you could spend a gazillion dollars on shoes. Oh, these shoes, and they're great, and the foam, and the, they shrink down to nothing, the support inside. Uh, you, there's no reason to spend a gazillion dollars on shoes. They're not going to last a long time in giving you the support that you need live a pain-free life the good feet arch supports in those shoes are what going to make you live pain-free the good feet arch sports lifetime guarantee again not like the dr Scholl stuff that shrink down to nothing they flatten out you got to spend another what 60 70 bucks every month or two replacing them no one and done lifetime guarantee for the good feet arch supports. they help you live pain-free you stand with perfect posture perfect bounds what a difference in your life go to them they're at grant and swan right next to bed bath and beyond call 800 newwalk for good feet your arch sports store Good morning. This market update is brought to you by the Greenberg Financial Group. Building on Monday's strong gains in the major averages, U.S. stocks are trading mixed Tuesday as investors assess the possibility of a trade war. The Wall Street Journal report Monday said U.S. and Chinese officials were working to ease trade tensions between the two countries. International markets also received a boost Tuesday after Wall Street's strong day, with both Asian and European indexes posting gains respectively. And Facebook is trading flat, just to slightly lower, despite Bank of America reducing the price target on the stock for the second time in five days. Two hours into the trading day, the Dow's up 72 points. S&P 500's flat. NASDAQ's lower by 21. Gold's down $13 an ounce. And oil's down 20 cents to 65.36 a barrel. In the morning, stock news, Spice Company McCormick reported quarterly profits above estimates with revenues essentially in line with expectations. In fact, said in Red Hat, both reported quarterly results that beat on both the top and bottom lines. Reporting from the Greenberg Financial Group, where your money matters, this is Benjamin Fernandez on KNST. Talk. At 828, thank you for hanging out. Garrett Lewis with you. Um, now, don't forget, my iHeartRadio channel, Ryan puts podcasts up. We have interviews, all kinds of stuff. Phenomenal interviews the past couple of weeks with that uh, rocket scientist, uh, Pima County Superintendent of Schools, Dustin Williams. That was, I mean, Those were two interviews that were just unbelievable. About uh, There's literally nothing done still. It's been a month and a half now since the, uh, the shooting down in Florida. Month and a half. And and what have Amphi schools, Tucson schools, Pima County superintendent of schools, what is the plan? What is going on? What have you done to try to keep kids safe, staff safe? What? They're nothing. But a march, that's what's going to solve it. A march. What a joke that crap is. You could hear all those interviews on my iHeart channel, iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis. If you have the iHeartRadio app, you can search Garrett Lewis right there too and check it out for yourself, my channel. Uh, it is going to be sunny and about 72 today. Um, no, so I'm sorry, 67 today. It's going to be 75 tomorrow and then the 80s after that. Uh, let's play that story real quick, Ryan, from Tucson News Now. The curmudgeon Bud Press Release Foster did a story that is not beneficial for TPD, but he did, in his own Bud Foster way, uh, bail them out. I'll get to that toward the end of it. But listen to this. this is about P- the TPD prioritizing calls. Here we go. The number of officers on the street is the lowest in Tucson in 30 years, in fact. And what that means for you, longer wait times on your 911 call and questioning if an officer will even be able to show up at all. New at 6, KOLD News 13's Bud Foster has more on how the police will determine whether they will respond to your call Mm, or not. Bud! I came home. The back door is open. I was like, what the heck? Why is the door open? U of A student Alicia Johansson had her place broken into while she was away. Apparently, they used a crowbar or something, I can imagine. 
and just sort of took chunks out of the side. Now, with new bars on the windows, the fact it took hours for police to arrive has shaken her faith a bit. I recognize they probably have to like prioritize, um, which is fair. But at the same time, it does like kind of make you question like if they're actually going to be there when you need them to be there. A question which may be posed more today than in the recent past. Mm. That goes directly to a shortage, of man a shortage of manpower and an increasing call load. Right now, Tucson police staffing has fallen to levels not seen since the 1980s, which means everyone who calls is not going to get a quick response, and in some cases, days, maybe even hours later, depending on the availability. So with an increasing population and uh, the amount of calls that we're going to or that we're required to go to now and 300 officers less, we're at crisis levels. Yeah. So much so, there's even conversation about rehiring retired police officers oh to do office work or respond to calls which are low-level priority. Whether anything comes of it depends on how far the numbers fall and whether the current attrition levels can be stemmed. Some of the answer, of course, is additional police officers, but it also has to be finding other ways to use professional staff. So waiting times for non-priority or life-threatening calls may not likely come down anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we're seeing that, in fact, there are some crimes within our community that are creeping up, and as crime creeps up, that affects everything. Quality hey, of life, no sense of personal safety. Shooting thanks, domestic violence, that's priority one. Police yes. will be there. Yes. Burglary, car theft, maybe. Eh. Fender bender, well, only if an officer is available. And as the numbers continue to fall, that is becoming less likely. There you go. So uh, you heard Magnus. Oh, yeah, this is really bad. The one thing that Bud didn't ask is, what's your solution? Another thing, is this the new norm? When did it become acceptable to live in a community where burglaries aren't investigated? Right? Auto theft, other theft. When, when did that become normal? When did that become okay? Is that, no, is that okay? If somebody should go to the city council meeting and ask, ask the mayor, ask city council people, is it okay if somebody breaks into your house and the police never investigate? They might write a little report. Nothing's ever done. Maybe they write a report, maybe they don't. This is the community. So basically what Tucson is doing, and this is the, this is the bottom line here, and I'm done with it. The bottom line is, Chief Magnus, Mayor Rothschild, the city council, they are empowering criminals. They are empowering burglars because the burglars know I'm never getting caught. I could break into as many homes as I want, steal stuff, steal stuff. I'm never getting caught. That's what it comes down to. How am I wrong? 880-KNST, 880-5678. We have other stuff to get to as well, including a uh, religious woman asked by CNN about Trump and Stormy Daniels and stuff like that. You have to hear the answer she gave CNN coming up in about uh, six minutes. Here's the latest right now from Fox. Badly beating border agents. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST News. An illegal immigrant is accused of using a rock to beat a border agent from the Tucson station. Officials say they were chasing a group of illegal immigrants recently, and one agent caught up to one of the men running away. The agent and the guy got into a fight, and when they went to the ground, the immigrant is accused of picking up a rock and smashing the agent's head. While bleeding profusely, the agent managed to call for help, and the guy was eventually arrested. By the looks of the picture released by the Border Patrol, the agent only needs a couple of stitches. 
Senator John McCain is cheering the U.S. expulsion of some 60 Russian intelligence agents, including many who pose as diplomats. However, the Arizona Republican tweeted, the only way to really punish Russia is through hefty financial penalties. The expulsions were ordered in retaliation for the poisoning of an ex-spy and his daughter in Great Britain. Russia denies involvement in the attempted murders. Uber will no longer be able to test self-driving vehicles here in Arizona. KNST national correspondent Brian Shooks got the details. A Valley woman was killed by a self-driving Uber on March 18th in Tempe while she crossed Mill Avenue. In a letter to the company, Governor Doug Ducey said the accident shows Uber has failed to meet the state's expectations on improving public safety. Ducey has instructed the Arizona Department of Transportation to suspend Uber's ability to test and operate autonomous vehicles. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. And the Phoenix Suns are having a terrible season. They've now lost 12 straight games and have the worst record in the NBA at 19-53. and 53. The team will host the Los Angeles Clippers tomorrow. Good luck, fellas. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Leading talk. Hello, 839 on this Tuesday. Thanks for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, the Trumpster looks like he's hammered at a deal with South Korea. Koros, the trade deal. To, uh, they, uh, listen, they got freaked out. What, are you gonna, you're going to charge us money? There's a tariff on steel? He's like, well, what are you going to do for us? Okay, we'll uh, allow the double the amount of uh, vehicles made in America to come to our country for each automaker. Good deal. I mean, how about that? Didn't cost us anything. All of a sudden, we're able to export more goods. Oh, and right now, Trump and his guys and girls are negotiating bilateral deals with nations from that awful TPP. Japan, Australia, Vietnam, South Korea. Oh, yeah. Why be in a big group one when you can do one-on-one to get the best deal for your country? Doesn't that make sense? Hello. Media only wants to talk about Stormy Daniels. Blech. Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, and this is uh, this is pretty good one right here. Uh, CNN poll has the Trumpster jumping up seven points in his approval rating in one month. Oh, no. Watch out for that one. Third thing I think you need to know, this is pretty cool. Story uh, from the... The L.A. Times, now today, Orange County may consider whether to take up a resolution a resolution excuse me, to get rid of the sanctuary status. They want to opt out of being a sanctuary because California is a sanctuary state. They want to opt out of the laws. They're thinking about doing it. Oh, boy. Los Alamitos did it. Now, Orange County, rich Orange County. They're thinking about it. They want to live in a safe spot, like a safe place, don't they? We want safe spaces, right? Can we get our safe spaces? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Orange County Supervisor Sean Nelson said these state laws are preempted by federal law. Our officers actually face penalties under state law if they so much as talk to federal agents for the wrong thing. It's unacceptable. It's contrary to federal law. He also said uh, he is going to uh, well figure this out in closed session, if a, whether they're going to join a federal lawsuit against the state or launch its own litigation. So Californians are shooting back against nutty Californians in charge. Three things I think you need to know. It's true. All right, before we get to the, uh, the soundbite from the lady, Mike wants to tell me I'm wrong with what I said. Mike, welcome to KNST. Hello, Mike. Well, I just wanted to tell you that you were wrong, Garrett. Oh, I, I hate being wrong. Well, don't we all? Eh, so, so maybe. The first, the first priority of a municipality, Garrett, is to protect the citizenry of the municipality. That's their primary objective. I mean, police, fire protection, and then down the list with infrastructure and roads. Yeah. So 
the, it's not the city council and the mayor of Tucson that are the problem. It's the voters of Tucson that are the problem. They keep electing these people simply because they have a D behind their name. And it's really that simple. They will not vote for a Republican, no matter what. No matter how good for them it is, they're not going to do it. That's why I choose to live in Oro Valley. I'm not going to live in the city of Tucson because these people put these people in power, and then they complain about what's going on. And at the end of the day, I hate to be this way about it, they're pretty much getting what they deserve. No, listen, you're, you're, you're right about it. that. You're right about that. You're the vote. Now, listen, I, I don't want to go as far as to say I'm wrong. No, I, you got a radio station, Jared. You have to. You've got your listeners out there. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't want to say that I'm wrong. I want to say that we are both right because I think the mayor, hang on, the mayor and the council are definitely responsible for this because they hired Magnus, but the voters are also responsible because they're the ones that put these people in power to hire Magnus. So we're both right. None of us is wrong. Oh, well, okay, I'll give you that, Garrett. But the thing <laughs> is, man, is that this has been going on for over like 25 years now. Yeah. And they think something's going to change. All you have to do is look at the other municipalities around Tucson. Look at Marana, look at Oro Valley, look at Sarita, look at the roads, look at the police protection. When you call a cop up in Oro Valley, Gary, you get four of them people showing up. Mm-hmm. Like lickety split, same thing in Marana. Look at the roads. You don't need a street sign to tell you when you're in Marana or Oro Valley. You can feel it in your car. You don't even need signs. They could they could say, buddy, take those signs down. You know when you're going into Oro Valley, because the roads are nice. But they keep telling us that it's the evil Republicans up in Phoenix that are keeping the roads in Tucson from being good. And the voters keep buying it, man. They have the opportunity to change this. They must like it. That's all I could say. You know, that's all I could say. They must like it. They keep doing it. All right. Listen, you nailed it. Mike, I appreciate it, man. Great call. Great points. Have a good one. Take care. I can't disagree. They must like it. That or they're stupid or they're dumb or they like it. I don't know. Um, I got a, I think it was a call that Ryan took off the air where they said that, yeah, they're not driving their shiny new police cars that people in Tucson are paying extra sales tax for. They're not driving them to investigate blur- burglaries and other things because they don't want them to get messed up from the horrible roads in Tucson. <laughs> Can't mess up the new cars just yet. Oh, boy. Too many potholes. Yeah, hang on. Greg, welcome to KNST. Hey, Greg. Hey, Garrett, another outstanding program. Thank you for keeping this uh, TPD topic hot and on the front burner. You got it, man. Hey, one thing that hadn't been mentioned yet that I think is just absolutely tragic, and, and hey, I've got the, the 20 examples of how TPD doesn't respond. Rather than to add to that litany, there's another angle to this, and that is the city of Tucson is actively seeking to become bigger in annex new areas into the city. Our neighborhood was one of them that they had targeted for literally a hostile takeover. So, you know, they know they're not providing the service, but yet they want more people to not get service while they get the tax dollars. Mm-hmm. Funny the, how that uh, works, isn't it? It's, it's, it's incredible because uh, our, our neighborhood is, uh, well, I wouldn't say it's affluent. It's, it, it would definitely add to the tax base. You know, we're decent to expensive homes here and and it's so easy for the city to annex the process is it's just incredibly easy and and when they came out and said hey you know we're going to mail this postcard to you returning you can be in the city too it's great and they held a, a meeting and they came out and you know oh we're great we're going to do this two things that happened during the meeting that got my ire up was uh, uh 
uh, Paul Cunningham got up and said, hey, you know, come into the city, you know, strike a deal with us. Man, look at, you know, these other people over here, they came into the city, look at all the free stuff they got, man. We we had to, you know, ask for it. You know, it was almost like, what? Wait a minute. Free stuff? Yeah. It's like, you know, let's let's improve your neighborhood. Well, well, you know, you want some stuff in your neighborhood? You know, ask for it. And it, and it was just really greasy. And I thought, holy moly! And then the and then a person from the Tucson Police Department, you know, got up and expanded. Out, oh, we we got sent. We have the best police. We're gonna yeah. We answer our calls and started doing all these statistics and stuff. And and I'm a refugee from the city, uh, moved out <laughs> into the county. Okay. And you know, we get absolutely unbelievable service from the county. You punch up nine one one. Man, they respond. They actively investigate burglaries. I mean, they, they, they've been nipping stuff in the bud before it starts here in our neighborhood. And the neighborhood got together and, and said, hey, wait a minute. You know, we don't want to be part of the city. Man, things are great. We're getting great service from, from uh, our, our fire services, Royal Metro. Nobody had any complaints about that. And everybody was just... Yeah, what's the positive? Like, what what what's going to make you want to actually say, "Sure, take us in"? There's it, nothing. No, nothing would take you in. Nothing. But they're they're giving people a bill of goods. The reason why I called up was we successfully, you know, turned them away here. But I was driving on the northwest side of town, and I saw people with signs in their front yard saying, "Say no to the city. Say no to annexation." So I know they're still out there trying to get people to come out of the county because they need police, the yeah, they need revenue like you're saying they need revenue and, and maybe part of the reason that they don't want to admit uh that they are not rehiring officers as fast as they can and they're not really upset by this is because the pension costs are out of control right you know they're paying I- retired cops the pension costs are just are, are, are uh, astronomical and another thing is i'm glad that the union is finally speaking up but what did it, what took so long for the Tucson Police Officers Association to speak up? It's not like this is an overnight problem. This has been happening for eighteen months, and well, now all of a sudden, yeah, and now all of a sudden they're saying something. Now, mate, were they were they not? Uh, did they want to keep quiet during the, uh, the 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 prop election to make sure they could get the city sales tax increase so they get new cars? I mean, what? Why wouldn't they? Uh, to me, something smells funky and weird from the Tucson yeah. Police Union about this. Well. That would be a whole other program. Yeah, I know, I know. May I, know. May I say one thing, one positive thing about sure. um, an earlier caller? Sure. Our experience, like Oro Valley and the county, um, man, this is real proactive policing. You know, you punch up nine one one, they they show up with two to four cars. Um, I I followed my wife's job to Phoenix, and we we purchased a house there, and we had cause to punch up 911 over there too one of them was and this is how policing is supposed to work um down the street i thought a guy wasn't taking care of his dog right um it was a hot day out there didn't have enough shades i you know, like i punched up 911 said hey come on you know this guy you know something needs to get done about this and and i went about my business and i went back over there about 45 minutes later there were four police cars there from Phoenix, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't drive down the street in Phoenix without seeing a police car. Mm-hmm. When does that happen to Tucson here? And then I got a follow-up call that they're hauling a guy out in handcuffs. There you go. And 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 a follow-up later on in the afternoon, an officer came by and said, "Hey, 
you know, I just wanted to thank you for calling 911. And because he called up on the phone, and, and then I met with him. You know, he drove down the street. And he said, man, he says, we've been looking at that house for weeks. And he said, we just needed a legal reason to get on the property. And, you know, this is how policing is supposed to work. Yep. You know, you take care of the little things, and the big things get solved. Well, let me, let me, just, let me just jump in for one second. It's a great story. Let me just jump in for one second to be a little negative about Oro Valley for just one second. If you like, if you like how well it's working now, right, how well it's working now, um, I hope it continues to work that well in Oro Valley, but it's going to come to a, it's, it, there's going to come a time where the golf course costs so much money, it loses a couple of million bucks minimum, two and a half million a year, that the taxpayers are going to have to pay for that and something's going to have to be cut. That's what sucks about Oro Valley and the mayor, Satish Iremath. Yeah, they're heading down the wrong road there. In that aspect. Sure. It's going to cost them a lot of money. Listen, I'm short on time, but I'm glad you uh, gave that, uh, that story. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Greg, for listening, man. Thank Great you so show, much. Buddy. Take care. 852 will continue. It's KNST. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis. All right, your money is very important to you. I mean, we've been talking about it. Everything revolves around your money, right? That's the, like the most personal thing. So uh, your financial advisor, is he doing or she doing what is important? And don't, be, don't feel like you can't ask. It's your money. If all of a sudden you retire like this is it, you're going to wish you asked questions, got a second opinion. You need to make sure someone is on your side. Trajan Wealth. Right here in Tucson, Jeff Jr. and his team at Trajan Wealth, they are on your side. They're fiduciaries. They're not brokers. See, brokers, you know what they do? They sell loaded investments because they want to earn commission. They simply want to sell you a product. That's what brokers do. At Trajan Wealth, they are fiduciaries. That means they're paid a low flat fee to manage your portfolio. They have incentive to grow the portfolio because the more you make, well, the more they make. It makes sense, doesn't it? It's mutually beneficial. And since they're fiduciaries, they are, listen, they have a duty to put your best interest first, okay? Your best interest in front of their own best interests. Who are you with? Are you being sold all kinds of products that are, well, your broker's company's products? Are they forced to do that? See, at Trajan Wealth, they're not boxed in. They're able to get you anything that's going to help your portfolio grow. They're going to do whatever they can and put your best interest first. That's what they're goal is and they teach you about it there's no talking down it's not intimidating they come from a teaching background they want to educate you about the investments and the choices that they believe are best for you that's that's great isn't it so that's why it's good to go with a fiduciary like trajan wealth right here in tucson get a second opinion or just you know what say hey what can you do for me call them at 321-4100 and go to TrajanWealth.com. Today's technology makes a lot of things easier simply because everything is connected. Your cell phone is connected to your tablet. Your tablet is connected to your smart TV, and they're all connected to your Wi-Fi. But it may only take one week link in all those connections for those cyber criminals to get in. Now, that's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection now adds the big power of Norton Security. LifeLock uses proprietary technology to detect threats to your identity, you know, like your info on the sale that they have on the dark web, and they have the addition of Norton Security, well, that helps protect up to five of your devices from online threats like ransomware. Now, if there's a problem, remember, LifeLock agents will work to fix it for you. Now, look, nobody can prevent all identity theft or cybercrime or monitor every single transaction of every business, but LifeLock with Norton 
They are by far the best and give you more protection for today's connected world. Join now. You get an additional 10% off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com, promo code Hannity. That's LifeLock.com, promo code Hannity, 10% off your first year. Station. No charges in a fatal police shooting on Lisa Brady. Fox News, that decision just announced in a Louisiana case. Fox's Evan Brown has this live. Elisa Alton Sterling was shot and killed by police in Baton Rouge in July of 2016 outside a convenience store after police were called about a man matching his description, threatening people with a gun. They killed Sterling after multiple attempts to subdue him in which he fought back. Their efforts to do so were a direct result of the information relayed to them by the Baton Rouge Police Department dispatcher. That, and that was that Mr. Sterling was armed with a firearm. Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, a federal investigation nearly a year ago concluded no crimes were committed by the two Baton Rouge police officers. Lisa. Thanks, Evan. Michigan's Attorney General announcing charges at this hour against the former boss of disgraced sports doctor Larry Nasser, who's in prison for sexually abusing patients. William Strample, who resigned in December as dean of Nasser's department at Michigan State University, is now accused of failing to enforce protocols, sexually propositioning female medical students, and other counts. A suspect now in custody for a string of suspicious packages sent to some high-profile sites. Fox's Jared Halpern, live in D.C. Police in the Seattle area have arrested a man suspected of sending packages packed with explosive material to military installations around D.C. In addition to black powder, those packages also contain what officials have called rambling notes. A dozen sites received packages this week, including Joint Base Anacostia Bowling. No one was injured. Those packages were detected before being opened, Lisa. Jared, the NTSB investigating the fiery crash of a Tesla SUV into a guardrail Friday in California says it's not clear yet. If the automated control system was active at the time, the Tesla driver was killed in that crash. Fox News, fair and balanced. Gang members at the border. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST News. Border agents from the Ajo station say they've arrested three Honduran nationals in the country illegally a few days ago. While processing the trio to be deported, they noticed that one of the men had been arrested and deported in the past. The 30-year-old has MS-13 gang tattoos, and officials say he's a known gang member with a criminal history in Texas, Georgia, and North Carolina. Meanwhile, border agents at the Wilcox station say they have several people in custody, including an American. Officials say they arrested six people over the weekend while they were trying to get into the country illegally. The American happened to be a mother traveling with her infant and a Mexican national in her passenger seat. The other illegal immigrants led agents on a chase into the desert and tried disappearing into the night. But agents rounded them up and now everyone is facing charges. Arizona's public schools can count on two-thirds of a billion dollars every year for more than 20 years. Governor Doug Ducey yesterday signed a bill extending a six-tenths of a cent sales tax through the year 2041. The $667 million it raises annually will pay for teacher salaries, classroom expenses, dropout prevention, building maintenance, universities, and community colleges. Ducey is also suspending Uber's permission to test self-driving vehicles here in Arizona. A self-driving Uber SUV 
killed a Mesa woman as she crossed Mill Avenue in Tempe on March 18th. In a letter to Uber, Ducey said the accident shows that Uber failed to meet Arizona's expectations on improving public safety. And the Tombstone Unified School District is taking a stance on guns in the classroom. They've posted a sign that reads, Warning, some TUSD staff may be armed and will use whatever force necessary to protect students. District officials have not made any public comment about the signs, but say they've got the right to protect the kids. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Holy smokes, what's up? It's 9.07. It is your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNSTAM 792 Sons, most stimulating talk. Oh, wow, this is going to be epic. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, uh, the Trumpster looks like he has a uh, trade deal with South Carolina. Oh, South Korea. I South Carolina. South Korea. And I'll stick this on my Facebook page. I will. I promise I will. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like and follow it. So it looks like he has a deal. Uh, they were th- he was threatening tariffs for everybody, steel tariffs. You want to you want to put steel in America? You're gonna pay. And they freaked out. And he goes, "All right, fine. You want to pay? How about you do something for us?" And they went, "Well, we'll double the amount of cars you can export to South Korea that are made in America." Done. That's how the Donald works. I mean, it literally didn't cost us anything. So we have that. And also, uh, India, which is not happy with our tariff threatened, even though we have to pay out of the wazoo to get our products into India. All of a sudden, because America thinks that Trump is being the place to do business, they're investing $500 million in uh, steel factories in Texas. Oh, man. That's how it works. Second thing that I think you need to know, the Donald's, uh, well, his approval rating. CNN poll jumped seven points month to month. Jumped up seven points. Wow, wow, wow. But everybody hates him and stuff. Okay, that's cool. Third thing I think you need to know, uh, it looks like uh, Orange County uh, today may say sayonara sanctuary state laws. We want out of these things. These are terrible, and they may even sue. They may join a lawsuit to sue the state of California or just start their own. How about that? Man. Uh, Let me tell you something. It used to be a big-time conservative place, Orange County. In 2016, Hillary knocked off Trump in Orange County. They have gone through a different demographic shift. A Democrat hadn't won in a presidential election in Orange County since the Great Depression. Yet, what's making them all of a sudden turn right again? Illegal immigration. How about that? So, I guess today they're going to talk about it, and maybe we'll find out if if a big county in California says, screw this, Los Alamitos, a small town, they got out of it. There are other towns and cities and counties that want to get out of it as well. What a mess over there in California. Three things I think you need to know. Um. And it's just common sense. Now, how about, how about this? This headline got me. This was, this was great. Washington Examiner. Al Sharpton's half-brother charged in murder after marching against guns. What? What? No. Marched against guns and somebody was murdered with a gun and he's charged. What? Well, there's more to it. But before I tell you about the story, listen to Al Sharpton on MSNBC. Uh, over the weekend, this I think is Sunday. It was either Saturday or Sunday after the whole you know anti-gun march that was really just dumb. Again, let me remind you, 
It's been a month and a half since the uh, shooting, uh, the shootings down there in Florida, and nothing has been done. One school district in Pennsylvania talking about yesterday, we're going to give River Rock. There you go. Take on the shooter, River Rock. Fantastic. That's great. You want your kid to throw rocks at a guy with a gun? Awesome. I mean, it's better than nothing, but really? That's the best way to protect people? Um, you know, here you have Dustin Williams, who's on the show a week ago. I wonder if he called. I should text him. Hey, did you call the NRA yet? I'm going to text him during the break. Pima County Superintendent of Schools had no answers, still has nothing. I haven't heard a peep out of that guy. The TUSD superintendent ducked my interview request, Gabriel Trujillo. Um, he's got nothing. The Amphi, the Amphi guy who was all about the protest, the Amphi superintendent, not, none of these school districts actually have anything concrete to say this is what we're doing to step up security for the kids and the staff. Nothing. But a march, yeah. And what did the march do? Is it safer now? Is it safer? Hell no. So anyway, here's Al Sharpton. Here we go. The Second Amendment doesn't give you the right to bear AR-15s or assault weapons. They didn't even exist then. Actually, it does. Thanks. And again, I love the assault weapon thing. And I like the teacher that called up a few weeks ago who said, I explained to my students, you see this stool? It's a stool. If I pick it up and hit you with it, it becomes an assault stool. You know, if I if I take this clipboard right here, it's a clipboard, all right? If I take it and I hit Ryan, it's an assault clipboard, right? Assault. But if it's just standing here, or if it's just lying here or holding it, it's just a clipboard. A gun is a gun. Nobody's like, you know what? I want somebody to go to a gun shop in town and be like, can I see your assault weapons? <laughs> is that the wall of assault weapons? Get out, sir. Yeah. <laughs> You're assaulting my brain. Bye. So anyway, all right, Al Sharpton, dumb as a box of freaking rocks. Like it's the rocks that they want to use in that Pennsylvania school to throw at shooters. Anyway, so Al Sharpton's half-brother charged in murder after marching against guns. Now his, his half-brother, shockingly enough, a, um, an ex-con, yet started a ministry in Alabama called the Ordinary People Society, campaigning to restore voting rights for convicts. Oh, yeah, great. Great. This guy's name, Reverend Kenneth Glasgow. That's Al Sharpton's half-brother. Uh, Reverend Kenneth Glasgow. So he was in, I guess, what, uh, D.C. or somewhere. He was he was a part of an activist. He was an activist, part of a group. His group participated in the Saturday Anti-Gun March for Our Lives. Sunday, he's charged with a shooting death. Dothan, Alabama police said that Reverend Kenneth Glasgow was the driver in a car linked to the murder of 23-year-old Brunia Jennings. Uh, apparently, Brunia was shot by a passenger named Jamie Towns. See, Dr. I'm sorry, Dr. Jesus, Reverend Glasgow was driving the car, and Jamie Towns took out his gun and shot this girl. Dothan Police Chief Steve Parrish said that Glasgow and Towns allegedly searched for this woman, Brunia Jennings, who they believed had stolen Jamie Towns' car. When they found her, Jamie Towns allegedly shot Jennings as she drove, hitting her in the head, and she died later. No respect for life. That's part of the problem. No respect for life. It's a car. It could be replaced. So the Dothan Eagle reports, the police chief said, quote, instead of him notifying law enforcement, meaning Reverend Glasgow, he took the matter into his own hands, jumped in Mr. Glasgow's, oh, no, no, I'm sorry, 
instead of letting police know uh, this Jamie Towns what happened, instead of noting, notifying law enforcement, he jumped in Reverend Kenneth Glasgow's vehicle to find Bernia Jennings. While police do not believe Glasgow, 52, was the trigger man, under Alabama's aiding and abetting law, he's culpable for murder. Oh, man. Why would he drive around with a guy that uh, has a gun, is willing to shoot people if he's marching marching for our lives? Anti, I mean, it's kind of ironic. Al, Al Sharpton's half-brother says guns are bad, they should be banned like everybody else at that stupid rally, that stupid march, whatever the hell it was. And yet the next day, he gets in a car with a guy with a gun who goes and shoots a girl because uh, he thought that, he, that she stole his vehicle. Oh, yeah. Maybe they need another march, huh? Right? It is ridiculous. Um, now, let's move on. And by the way, I mean, what can you say about that? It's, where the, can, the, will the media talk to Al Sharpton about this? Probably not. So let's, uh, let's, let's move on. We got to play a, a soundbite. This, uh, this is pretty good. CNN looking for a particular answer from a woman. Because, you know, they think that women just hate Donald Trump. Of course, Trump won 52% of the female vote. But as Hillary said, those are just a bunch of dumb broads that didn't listen to their husbands or something like that, right? And that, and that how it is? Especially the white ones. You white women. You thinking. So, I Take believe... it easy over there. What? I have a white wife. You do too. We can say these things. I know. <laughs> huh. <laughs> So there was a woman interviewed by CNN, Pam Meadows. Is that Pam with an L? Is there an F? Stepbrothers, leave me alone. So Pam Meadows, number 75. Um, the whole Stormy Daniels, if you saw Stepbrothers, it was Pam. Interviewed Pam is, that a, is that Pam with an L? Is it is it an F? Anyway. So uh, Pam Meadows was interviewed by CNN. They did a piece because uh, based on everything with Stormy Daniels because Stormy Daniels is there. In 2006, Trump allegedly uh, had a, a fling with uh, Stormy Daniels. Whatever. It doesn't affect me. I could give a crap. Get good trade deals. Like, I don't care. That's between him and Melania now. Right? He didn't do it in the Oval Office. Uh, he didn't do it when he was running for office. Didn't do it while he was in office. Leave me the hell alone. I'm not surprised by this. I was never a fan of Trump until he came down the escalator and called that illegal immigration for what it was. And I'm like, damn, that's good. And then... He kept saying things that are real and made sense, and he was entertaining about it, and I became a fan. Anyway, listen to what Pam Meadows said. Uh, she talks about Trump, and they, you know, question, uh, you know, Trump's thing with Stormy Daniels and blah, blah, blah. And listen to this. Here we go. I see the economy has turned around. I believe that he's definitely a straight shooter. Um, and we, what we see is what we get. Even adult actress Stormy Daniels alleging an extramarital affair with Donald Trump in 2006 and claims she was harassed by those loyal to the president doesn't shake her faith. I didn't vote for a pastor. Boom. I would not want him to be the person that led me in the areas of morality or my family or anything like that. That's not what a president is supposed to do. And that's how most people feel. Remember how most people uh, tried to defend Bill Clinton? I don't care what he does if he had cheated on his wife. As long as he's doing a good job. Of course, he did in the Oval Office. It's a bit different, right? It's a bit different. Just like when George had sex with the cleaning lady on his desk. Right? It's a bit different. If he had sex with the cleaning lady while he was not working... 
it would probably be much, much, much better because he wasn't at work. So that's why you have to sit back and just, uh, and just you know, wonder, you know, it, did Bill Clinton have the same excuse as George? Was this wrong? You can't find the was this wrong thing? We have 9 million sound bites. You're the worst. Oh, I got it. Was that wrong? <laughs> Should I not have done that? No. I tell you, I got to plead ignorance on this thing because yeah. if anyone had said anything to me at all when I first started here that that sort of thing was frowned upon. <laughs> you know, because I've worked in a lot of offices and <laughs> I tell you, people do that all the time. That's what Bill Clinton said to authorities after Monica Lewitz. Worked in a lot of offices. This is the Oval Office. What's the difference? It's an office. Was that wrong? Was that bad? Nobody cares. People want jobs. They want my, you know what? If, if Trump's going to have some issues with his wife, that's, dude, that's his problem. I don't look to Trump for moral clarity. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Were you? This is a way for the deep state to destroy Trump from the inside, to bring strife in his, uh, in his, oh, 100%. You're right. 100%. And all that stuff. They are desperate. They're, they're, they're yeah, like, I mean, absolutely. they knew, they, I bet, I guarantee they knew about this, and they're just waiting for the precise moment to do it. And there, there's always going to be something they're going to bring up and try to make it the worst thing ever, right? That's what it comes down to. And uh, it's not going to work because people just don't care, right? They just don't care. I feel like Bill Murray in the movie Meatballs. It just doesn't matter. Remember that chant? No, you don't, do you? No, I don't. You know how long it's been since, that, since I've seen that movie? Classic classic 920 yeah, yeah. i have more more evidence that california is literally insane border patrol picked up a um suspected drunk driver guess what happened then that person also uh, smuggling illegals stuff like that guess what happened guess who wouldn't take the call this is california and then i got a great i just got an email uh from a lady who husband, his husband works for Tucson Police with some details. I will share those as well. It's coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis. Oh, man. Mattamy Homes, M-A-T-T-A-M-Y. They have uh, a few new communities in one spot in Oro Valley. Rancho Vistoso and more in Oro Valley. Uh, there is a shortage. One of the communities, single-story homes. There is a shortage of single-story homes in Oro Valley. Mattamy picked up on this. And you know what they did? Like I just said, built an entire community of single-story homes. They're incredible. The First off, the lots are fantastic. I mean, you're, you're looking at gorgeous views of the Catalina Mountains. You can't beat the views. The prices can't be beat. They, you know, they, the way they design the homes, especially these family homes, they have, uh, depending on the size that you want, I mean, they have the thing that you need because there's no basements here. So they have the multiple bedrooms and they have the teen retreat room. That's what they call it now. Where the kids, they could be teens, they could be two-year-olds, four-year-olds, doesn't matter, where you could throw all their junk. Nobody else sees it. That's their room. That's what they do. So you don't have their world basically infecting and taking over your living room. That's just one of the communities they have. Up in Oro Valley at Rancho Vistoso and more. They have patio homes available. They have another community with single and two-story homes available as well. Go to mattamyhomes.com, M-A-T-T-A-M-Y, mattamyhomes.com slash Tucson for more.
Facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio. Like and follow. It'd be cool if you did. Uh, I will, in the next couple of minutes, stick the story up there about the Trumpster and the South Korean trade deal. And, well, he's not getting a lot of, uh, he's not getting a lot of pub for that. So anyway, it'll be there. That'd be cool. Uh, sunny, about 67 today, 75 tomorrow. Enjoy it. Uh, so I got this. I want this person to remain anonymous, but I got this, uh, this email. Um, husband has been on TPD, let's just say for a long time and will probably stay until he retires, but they are frustrated. They can't adequately protect Tucson. Uh, my husband has had many of his friends retire or leave to other departments. Usually one that's very, very close by. Let's just say right here in Southern Arizona. Ever since the new chief uh, chief came in, morale has significantly declined. I'm glad to know that you and your listeners finally understand the situation, and it's not the officers being negligent in their responsibilities. No, nobody. We get that they're understaffed. Uh, I get it. I get it. And it continues. I'm sure, as some callers have mentioned, some officers aren't as personable as they would be under a competent department. Have a nice day, and thank you for educating people on the important topics you discuss. Well, thank you for listening. I appreciate that. And listen, if you're an officer and you want to, you know, you want to say some things, you can get in touch with me via Facebook, uh, email as well, and and I will get back to you. So uh, Garrett at KNSD.com, Garrett at KNSD.com, Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. That's what you can do. Now, California, again, Orange County may uh, say, see you later. By sanctuary laws, we're out, which would be cool. They're, they're gonna, they may come out with that today. Uh, I want you to hear this story. This is, this is incredible. Um, it's been in the prep. So you have SB 54 in California, the sanctuary law. Border Patrol agents, apparently, because of this, were reportedly forced to release a suspected drunk driver. Why? Because local police refused to take them into custody. That's right. Yep. Local police would not take the call from Border Patrol agents after they uh, got someone that was apparently driving drunk. This is crazy. Uh, this was submitted. San Diego Sector Chief uh, Agent Randy Scott revealed that the Indio Police Department refused to dispatch officers to take custody of a suspected drunk driver because Border Patrol agents initially stopped the driver for an immigration inspection Court documents obtained by Breitbart, Texas, revealed. Yeah, Border Patrol agents from the Indio Station out in California conducted a traffic stop under their Immigration Enforcement Authority. They have that. As the officers approached the vehicle, it was obvious the driver was intoxicated. This is from the Border Patrol agent, the chief. The agents determined there were no immigration-related issues and contacted the Indio Police Department to send an officer to take charge of the suspected drunk driver. Police officials replied that they would not respond because the initial vehicle stop was immigration-based. And under this SB 54, local police can't do anything, work with, talk to, you name it, Border Patrol. So Border Patrol agents were forced to release the obviously intoxicated driver onto public roadways. On top of that... The sector chief patrol agent, Rodney Scott, 
He explained uh, that police officials in Indio notified the agents they would only respond to Border Patrol calls based on officer safety concerns. Not public safety, officer safety. So Chief Scott said this new California law, SB 54, creates a lot of situations that put the public, his agents, and local police in danger because they they won't cooperate. He described a second situation where the El Cajon Police Department refused to send units to assist Border Patrol agents who were engaged in a high-speed pursuit. Chief Scott said Border Border Patrol agents from the Campo Station attempted a vehicle stop on February 12th, 2018. The vehicle failed to yield on Interstate 8 in California, and it fled west, traveling a distance more than 20 miles while being pursued by Border Patrol. Eventually, agents assigned to the El Cajon Station they put out the uh, deflation device, blew up the tires, vehicle came to a stop on Highway 67 in the city of El Cajon. Three people fled the scene after the stop. Agents arrested two of the subject. The third escaped. Scott said agents requested assistance from the El Cajon Police Department during the pursuit. At the time, the agents had no knowledge of the driver's identity, immigration status, or why he chose to flee. But El Cajon Police declined to assist. After the event, it was determined that the officer declined the request to assist, presuming it was an immigration matter, as opposed to a fleeing subject whose identity slash immigration status was not known at the time of the incident. So, um, this put the El Cajon public, the agents, all at risk, all this stuff. Prior to the passage of SB 54, this bill in California, the sector chief said his agents and local law enforcement officials enjoyed good relationships between the agencies and cooperation on matters like these, and they were commonplace. Now, not so much. Not so much. How about that, huh? 880-KNST, 880-5678, insanity. Absolute insanity. Um, what should we do? Oh, yeah. We got to get to some college stories. I've been teasing these like crazy. It's been a couple of days. There's been a lot of stuff happening. Yes, the college stories. I have to, some of these college stories. What apparently uh, dads can't say to their sons anymore because it's like mean and wrong and wrong and all this stuff. We have that, uh, and also we got to get to the um, the vegetarians and the vegans. Apparently, yes, there's new, white men vegetarian vegans. There's news about you as well. Don't go anywhere. Nine thirty three on KNST. Here is the latest. Badly beating border agents. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST News. An illegal immigrant is accused of using a rock to beat a border agent from the Tucson station. Officials say they were chasing a group of illegal immigrants recently, and one agent caught up to one of the men running away. The agent and the guy got into a fight, and when they went to the ground, the immigrant is accused of picking up a rock and smashing the agent's head while bleeding profusely. The agent managed to call for help, and the guy was eventually arrested. By the looks of the picture released by the Border Patrol, the agent only needs a couple of stitches. Senator John McCain is cheering the U.S. expulsion of some 60 Russian intelligence agents, including many who pose as diplomats. However, the Arizona Republican tweeted, the only way to really punish Russia is through hefty financial penalties. The expulsions were ordered in retaliation for the poisoning of an ex-spy and his daughter in Great Britain. Russia denies involvement in the attempted murders. Uber will no longer be able to test self-driving vehicles here in Arizona. KNST national correspondent Brian Shooks got the details. 
A Valley woman was killed by a self-driving Uber on March 18th in Tempe while she crossed Mill Avenue. In a letter to the company, Governor Doug Ducey said the accident shows Uber has failed to meet the state's expectations on improving public safety. Ducey has instructed the Arizona Department of Transportation to suspend Uber's ability to test and operate autonomous vehicles. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. And the Phoenix Suns are having a terrible season. They've now lost 12 straight games and have the worst record in the NBA at 19-53. and The team will host the Los Angeles Clippers tomorrow. Good luck, fellas. I'm Jason Campadonia, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Thank you for hanging out. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster screwed up with the omnibus bill, even though people are somehow, some people are saying that uh, that actually gave him a blank check to build the wall with the Department of Defense spending. I don't, I don't understand that. I've seen some people say it. I think if it was really that way, there'd be more people saying that. Uh, whatever. But he's doing a great job when it comes to trade. And I just put on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis radio. The, the story about the trade deal made with South Korea that didn't cost us anything. It was leverage. We were going to put tariffs on the steel they wanted to sell here. And they said, don't do it. We'll let you put, uh, we'll let you double the export, uh, double the number of cars you export to our country. Fine, done. Boom. See ya. It's a great thing. Stories on my page again Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it. Follow it. Second thing I think you need to know the Trumpster's approval rating ticked up seven points in a month. CNN poll, for God's sakes. Really? Huh. I think maybe the only thing that's going to defeat Trump, uh, maybe the Republicans in the midterms, might be the omnibus, the Republicans themselves. We'll see. We'll see what the reaction is uh, once everything sinks in with the omnibus bill. Third thing I think you need to know, Orange County may be the, uh, the latest county to say we're not going to follow your sanctuary state law, California. They're meeting about that today. They might do their own lawsuit or join a lawsuit after Los Alamitos was the first town, a small town, to say, we're out of this thing. This is stupid. Uh, and more California towns and counties apparently want to get on board. So we'll see what happens. Three things I think you need to know. Now, really quick, speaking of California, before I get to the other college stories. Um, one of the main stories on cable news. And, this, uh, you know, you, you sit back and I'm thinking, all right, do we talk? There's something I need to say about it. It's the fact that uh, the census going to happen the census right the commerce department runs the census and they got a request from the justice department last year to add a question it's about your immigration status your citizenship status i should say right because people we want to know how many voting age citizens are there so the voting rights act can be properly enforced so um your citizenship status are you here legally or illegally it's a question now, you don't have to answer anything on the census, but if you do answer it, you have to answer it truthfully, or you can go to, uh, you get brought up on charges. So now, of course, the uh, sanctuary state California totally freaked out. The Democratic Party totally freaked out, and they now want to sue the Justice Department over this. Apparently, uh, Javier Becerra said it's racist, sexist, and, of course, illegal to have a question on the census that you don't have to answer if you don't want that says... Are you a citizen? What is your citizenship status? That's it. That's it. Hmm. This should be played up to the nth degree. What American has a problem with this on the census? 
Are you legal or illegal, basically? It's all it is. Are you, what's your citizenship, uh, citizenship status? Who would have a problem with that question being asked? Who? The crazy Democrats, because they don't care about America. They, they want to sue about this. Will they get a win? I don't know. I don't know. But illegal aliens shouldn't get representation. That's the point. One of the things with the census, the Voting Rights Act, more people in a certain area might get extra congressional seats. Um, this is insane. This is insane that people would be upset about this. But this is the Democratic Party. And this should be exploited to the nth degree. Simple as that. Um, now, Javier Becerra says, listen. The full census never, they, they asked this up until 1950. Nobody said it was illegal, but apparently it was changed. I mean, hello, Ted Kennedy, Immigration Act. I'm telling you, it was all done for a reason. Uh, and now we have Trump and his peeps in the Justice Department saying, we got to change that. We need to find out, uh, you know, illegal, not illegal. Let's make sure Voting Rights Act can be enforced. And apparently it's racist. So there you go. That's wacky California for you. And I'm telling you, that's the wacky Democratic Party. And that needs to be talked about and exploited. Bigly, as they say, bigly. All right, so let's do this. A story from Campus Reform, North Carolina State University. I don't understand this. A sociology instructor says that, you ready for this? Vegan, now what do you, I mean, somebody, okay, you run into a guy. Guy's like, I'm vegetarian. What goes through your mind? Here we go. Exactly. Wait, vegetarian or vegan? Both. Then I'm a vegan. What comes to mind? Exactly. Right? Yeah. You don't exactly think manly man. You know, Tom Brady, whatever. Uh, man, no, no, you, I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. Oh, God. You know what? Uh, just go bite a cow. Apparently, and this is where college is really, they're stretching. A sociology instructor at North Carolina State University says that vegan and vegetarian men are guilty of upholding the gender binary and perpetuating white masculinity. <laughs> I don't think white masculinity and vegetarian go together, but uh, or white masculinity and vegan go together. But that's just me. I'm a meat eater. You know what I'm saying? You don't like that? I'll slap you with a ribeye. So, Mary Mysick, whatever. I don't even. Is that a man? Is that what? Is, what is Mary Mysick? Hang on, this this intrigues me now. He's a graduate, or she, or doesn't he? Oh, no, it must be a girl. Mary Kate Mysick, graduate teaching assistant at North Carolina State University. You can't really get a job doing this. But anyway, this chick, you know what? By the way, she's appropriating my culture as a guy. How dare she write about what's what's masculine and what's not masculine? What would she know? She's a freaking woman, right? So she writes this thing called meat, Meatless Meals and Masculinity. And to me, it's impossible. You can't have a meatless meal and be masculine. It's just not going to happen. i like to see her tell this to Ted Nugent, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> she's a doctoral candidate, a teaching assistant, North Carolina State Sociology Department. She argues that vegan and vegetarian men have reclaimed their previously stigmatized consumption identity to wield power over women by framing their lifestyle as rational, rather than emotional. I don't even know what this means. All I hear in my mind when I hear rational, emotional men, women, was the Jack Nicholson line in As Good As It Gets. That's, that's, that's what I think. Anyway, 
It says here, though some scholars claim that eating meat causes toxic masculinity, this chick came to a different conclusion based on interviews with 20 vegan men, asserting that they actually tend to uphold gendered binaries of emotion, rationality, and current ideas of middle-class white masculinity. Do I have to go any further? I don't even know what you're saying. I don't even know what I'm saying either. Like, who cares? I mean, you don't want to eat a nice steak? That's your decision, man. We live in America. Mm -hmm. Do what you want, mostly. There's more of it. All right, if you really care that much about the cow, okay, don't do it. That's fine. But this whole masculine, I don't get it. I'll I'll, I'll try to get to the the meat of it, so to speak. Men are especially guilty of perpetuating white masculinity if they frame their choice to become a vegan as rational as opposed to emotional. Uh, See, because women are emotional. Yes, yes. And if they're like, listen, listen, I'm not going to do it because I feel bad for the cow. I'm going to do it based on the rational decision of blah, blah, and blah. Better health. So basically, just because women are emotional basket cases and men are not... Men are penalized in her eyes. They're what? Anyway, thank you. Lucas, a 29-year-old who works in technology, was an example. He said, quote, I try to stay under the radar, but it might come up. Then I just explain a matter of fact. That's why she, she said, explain your veganism. That's it. Another student was accused of being rational. Tyler, 22. He chose veganism after learning about environmental issues. He said, I'm more interested in environmental issues. I realized my diet could have a lot of effects on the environment. Sure, Ken, pal. Anyway, so... That they're using rationale behind it versus the emotion, which is what basically runs women. Emotion. Should I stop? No, she's giving women a bad name. That's well, maybe it's the whole thing. Like that's just a bad look for mm-hmm. ladies. If you're out there, this lady is giving you just a really bad look. She writes, understanding how men transform feminized activities. Understanding what? And understanding how men transform feminized activities, things that chicks do. Into acceptable masculine practices is like important. shopping. No, like being a vegetarian or a vegan. How she's saying that? that she's saying that that is something that women do, and now men are taking it over, and they're doing it based on something that is a rational argument versus chicks just being emotional. This is what that's why I'm saying it's a big stretch, and on top of that, it literally makes no sense to say guys can be masculine by being vegetarian and vegan. That makes no sense in my mind. No sense. Zero. I can round some up and see how masculine they are. Your feats of strength. It makes no sense. No sense. Can you make something out of wood? Can you trap? Stop. I can't do that. <laughs> Yet I like what? <laughs> Leave me alone. So hang on. There's something more. There's there's one. This, this, is, this is another one, right? You know when your dad, if you're lucky enough to have one, this is why it's important to have a dad. You know, as you grow up, your dad says certain things to you. One of the things that he says somewhat often is, be a man. Right? Has your dad said that to you? Mm-hmm. Be a man. And sometimes in Yiddish, be a mensch. Be a man. Apparently now, that is an example of toxic masculinity. Be exactly where you're supposed to be, and it's toxic masculinity. I will explain... In about four minutes, KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis. Oh, yeah. Toxic masculine. You know what? How about this? How about a dream vacation? Travel Host USA. Uh, they're right here in Tucson. They have a great website, travelhostusa.com, because there's a great concept. 
you know, if you want to go somewhere around the world or anywhere, wouldn't it be nice to have a host that could take you, that could do the itinerary, that could have everything booked out so you don't have to do any more work. You just enjoy the vacation. That's where they came up with the concept of TravelHostUSA.com. And they have a South Caribbean sale. Oh, this is fantastic. It's August 19th through the 25th. And it's very unique. Instead of going on a giant cruise ship and stuff like that, you're going to be on an elegant classic sailing ship that is not big. It accommodates at most 26 passengers along with a crew of 11. So you get this nice, intimate, cool, like you feel like you're really sailing. Like this is your deal. You're not on a big, giant cruise ship. You're sailing. And you start in St. Lucia. And then you sail south to Granada. And every day you go to a different island. And every day you go to a different island and there are things to do. How cool is that? You could sit on the boat the whole time. You could take a reef tour at certain places. You could even go to the splendid beaches at Salt Whistle Bay when you sail to the island of Myru. This is all, I mean, this is a dream vacation. You get to see all these islands in the Caribbean every day, while at the same time, you're traveling on this elegant sailing ship. How cool is that? Now, on board, the meals, the snacks, the beverages, and I'm talking about water, juice, beer, wine, and rum, as much as you want, right there on the ship. How great is that? The accommodation's modern, comfortable. And again, you get travel hosts. Paul Hardinson and Jasmine Jordan, all from TravelHostUSA.com. Book it today. It's coming up in August. An elegant sailing vacation in the Caribbean, going to a different island every day. How cool is that? TravelHostUSA.com. A man or anything like that, that is toxic masculinity. It said it there. There was a guide. The display included a guide. Actions associated with terms like... Emasculation, suppressed emotions, be a man, toxic masculinity. Stop acting like a girl. Yeah, well, apparently, yeah, yeah, that too. Stupid college. Stupid, stupid college. All right, Rush is coming up next. We're going to have some fun stuff for tomorrow. Wait till you hear it. Go station. A sexual predator's former boss is under arrest. Only Brady, Fox News. It's another layer to the sex abuse scandal involving former sports doctor Larry Nasser, who's now in prison. What they wanted us to do was to find out how Michigan State failed the survivors of Larry Nasser. Special Prosecutor Bill Forsyth says William Strample, former dean of Nasser's department at Michigan State University, is now accused of abusing female students, charged with several counts, including neglect of duty, due for arraignment next hour. They thought he had a gun. That's the bottom line from state investigators in Louisiana deciding not to charge two police officers in a confrontation that led to the fatal shooting of Alton Sterling nearly two years ago in Baton Rouge. State Attorney General Jeff Landry. I'm asking that everyone consider the family in the coming days and spend their time and energy in lifting them up rather than creating further division. Federal investigators also found no criminal wrongdoing by the officers. Sterling's family members say the system has failed them. California going to court against the Trump administration again, this time trying to block a question on the next U.S. Census. Fox's John Decker, live at the White House. The Commerce Department wants to reinstate the citizenship question on the 2020 Census, saying that the data could help identify potential voting rights violations by providing more accurate information than is currently available. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross. We've concluded that the benefits to the Voting Rights Act enforcement of asking the question outweighs 
these other issues. California's Attorney General in response is suing the Trump administration, arguing that the state could possibly lose at least one seat in Congress due to California's high proportion of foreign-born and undocumented residents. Lisa? Thanks, John. Wall Street right now, a rally continues. The Dow's up 178. Fox News, fair and balanced.